Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I got wounds in my palms. Have yeah. you watched? <laughs> I got wounds in my palms and they won't go. <laughs> Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins. Joined, as always, by the voice of CinemaSins, Jeremy Scott. That's me, Yowza. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And from Music yeah. Video Sins, Barrett Share. I like the Yowza because, hi, uh, so, like, at the end of all the old, like, Guns N' Roses stuff, mm-hmm. there would always be this this interplay between Slash, Axel, and uh, and Duff, and uh, the Matt Sorm, it wasn't Matt Sorm, it was uh, Steven Adler, the drummer. And there would be, who would ha- have the last note? Mm-hmm. And it would be like, Axel would be holding out the note, and he'd be like, yeah, 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 oh. yeah. and then he'd be like, everybody would quiet down, and he'd be like, yowza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or like, and then like at, at the end of that, even when he does yowza, you hear Slash go, dow, 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 dow. Yeah. <laughs> and then every once in a while, you hear Steven Adler like, go, <laughs> 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 but, but it's usually, Axel winning the fight. Everybody's just like, fuck it, he's going to do it. Um, we're going to go back on our road trip today. Road trip. Shotgun. On the road again. The most time-honored tradition of all, the road trip. Oh, the places you'll go. Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? No. And uh, we're going to go to the land of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Mm. I like Pennsylvania. I've been there. Yeah. Have you been to, like, Philadelphia? I've been to Philadelphia. I've been to Pittsburgh and other places. Mm-hmm. And the, in the in the Hershey. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, been there. <laughs> in the Hershey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and um I, that was all before I was 12. I don't remember it very well. Philly's a cool place, man. Philly's a very cool place. Very good eating town. Mm. They have this uh this Reading market where you just walk through and you can get all kinds of like you can get a a cheese steak or you can get that that roast pork sandwich that's so good i have only driven through pennsylvania i've never stayed there mm. so i don't know that's other nice than, yeah can- other than driving down their roads i don't know anything about it we're gonna go into pennsylvania we're gonna start off with a little bit of the m nights yeah um because uh m nights probably the the one aside from rocky you probably hear you probably think of m night movies mm-hmm. um Obviously, the Sixth Sense is uh, front and center on that one, uh, and it's one. It, it and Unbreakable both make Philadelphia a big character setting to yep. the movies and yep. everything. Everything else is kind of either out in the country or uh, whatever. But um, obviously, the Sixth Sense is one of the one of our best movies that we've had yeah. in, in all you know in twenty twenty five years. How many times do you think you've watched the Sixth Sense? Oh, probably twenty. And okay, because it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I did watch it when it first came out, probably about, you know, around 10 times or anything, mm. and I enjoyed it. Knowing the twist has no real factor in no. your enjoyment of the movie, right? No. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I, in fact, uh, I, Jeremy and I both have on this podcast talked about how it was ruined for us before we got yeah, in. Right, right, yeah. Um, I mean, fucking Usher, man. I will never forget that Usher coming out of the fucking movie. That's crazy, man. And just going, oh, it's not, it's not over yet. We're just finding out he's dead. And I'm like, you motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> I think I said that right. I mean, immediately. You as didn't soon find as out together, right? You found out oh, separately. Oh, no, no. In fact, well, I was told by a manager, and, and she didn't tell me he's dead she said see if you can guess the twist which if you know my personality at all you just ruined the movie for me (laughs) uh and she still works for regal she works at the regal near my home oh really i saw her yesterday when i went to see bumblebee (laughs) i didn't talk to her because i'm still holding a grudge yeah Yeah. 20 years later um but uh but yeah even even knowing that i i enjoyed it and it still it still has a resonate it still resonates when you watch it too i mean even even when you know what's about to happen the realization of the characters on screen and every well bruce willis on screen is still enough to to give you chills when it happens yeah but yeah i've seen this movie enough that yeah you put it anywhere in the movie or whatever i can start reciting dialogue and stuff like oh, that wow. so that's yeah. one of the type of type of movie it is and um uh six sense is great unbreakable is great and breakable is finally getting that uh recognition after split mm-hmm. just think if split wasn't a big hit though I mean, we would still be mired in that if he would ever come out with a sequel to unbreakable or whatever type of thing i think i got an argument for him yeah i think split was a hit because of that last scene mm. i think it had i think it did good opening weekend and everyone who likes Unbreakable started talking about it. Maybe. And it drove it to enough success. The only problem is, is that Unbreakable is a, sort of a, a, almost still a cult following because uh, it made uh, it made like $100 million when it came out domestically. I don't think I've heard very many people talk about this movie over the years, except you and me. <laughs> and uh, and so I, I didn't, I felt, and even when... It was like, I don't know, six, seven years later when they were asking M. Night about making a sequel. He's like, I'm just not feeling the love for that movie, mm-hmm. and I don't think I'll ever be able to come out with a sequel to it. So the, really, the only way he was able to do it was to kind of come out with something that wasn't really related to it and then tied it in at the end. Um, I the, the audience I saw split with, there's no way those kids knew what Unbreakable was. Interesting. Uh, I, I feel like that ending was befuddling to a lot of people mm. because they didn't know what that was at all. Um, and split just came out during a January where nothing else going on. And it was just scary enough that, mm. you know, that people came out and saw it and everything and i'm sure a lot of people were like i don't know what that was going on in the ending there but uh, bruce willis shows up i don't know you know <laughs> oh my god speaking of split that girl from edge of 17 mm-hmm. did you see the trailer for her? oh yeah Haley like, lou richardson fault in my immune system yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cystic fibrosis movie or whatever barrett turned to me and said fault in our stars too when oh. he saw it yeah <laughs> i like yours better i like that girl uh, this is a misstep in my but i guess when you're that age and you're an actress you, you <laughs> yeah. kind of see this piece that can be all about you mm-hmm. and you get to do some acting and i'm sure it'll be fine but yeah yeah that trailer did not move me at all <laughs> um oh, five feet rule or five feet yeah, back yeah, yeah. five feet what is the what's the name of it five feet away yeah something like that i don't even remember what the title of yeah. it's a dumb title yeah you should have called it cystic fibrosis <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh no uh so then uh, unbreakable um 
Unbreakable is another great movie. Um, and this is where it, we thought M. Night Shyamalan was just going to be able to do no wrong after these two movies. Yep. Unbreakable is great. Unbreakable is one of those that, you know, it doesn't feel like it's going to have a big whammy ending to it or anything. We don't know M. Night for this yet, except for the one movie. Yeah. And then, um, and then, yeah, then it has the big, it has a big whammy ending. And this is what M. Night is known for is mm -hmm. this. After that, everything's sort of like expect a twist in, in the movie. Yes. Right? He also began to feel like he could do no wrong. Right. <laughs> and, and he would go on to do signs, which is also on this list. And I guess it's in like uh, Pennsylvania mm -hmm. country and everything. I didn't know they, uh, they grew corn up in Pennsylvania. They do. Well, they must. I think they grow corn in a lot of places. Uh. I mean, Growing up in Indiana, Indiana, I'm going to talk about Indiana all <laughs> podcast long. It was billed to me as sort of like an Indiana thing. And then I got older and I was like, oh, they grow out in Oklahoma and they grow it out in Iowa and they got corn everywhere. They do. I, don't, I don't fucking know. But I think uh, if Unbreakable had come out during the uh, comic book uh, boom, mm. might have been a different thing. Mm. They had come out with in the mid 2000s rather than just 2000 because this came out just right at before it blew up. Yeah, and this was, I think, one of the reasons you and I and everybody who loved it at the time that saw it took to it so much was it was really the first time a superhero story had been treated with realism. Mm -hmm. uh, what if what if we didn't make like this was fantastical? Yeah. What if we acted like this was real? Mm -hmm. And and now you see that kind of thing happening all over the place, and a lot of the credit goes to Unbreakable. Yeah. Uh, uh, we do have Glass coming up, right? Yeah, Glass is coming out in January. That's the the third one after mm -hmm. Unbreakable and Split. I have complained on this podcast about the Glass trailer, but I did just read two days ago, M. Night came out and said, the, the movie is not what that trailer is selling you. I had, yeah, I it just didn't seem like that would be the case. It's the same thing with Split, really. Yeah. I mean, Split looked, to me, I railed against it as soon as it came out because of the whole angle of multiple personalities. Now, it's almost even worse to me having seen it because it doubles down on that. It sure does. But it, the trailer did not show us the extent to which that story was going to go. Right. And, I, and I figured the same thing was going to be for Glass. And I hope so because it does look compelling mm -hmm. uh, already, but I bet there's a million different ways he could go with it. Do you, he could fuck it up. Do you too. think Sarah Paulson's bad? Oh yes i think she's bad and also in the movie i think she is no no oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly because have you seen that shit bird box she's horrible have you seen that shit yeah bird box? i have is it have. is it a bad movie uh no it's it's fine it's fine yeah. um i don't think it deserves the the ridiculous hype that it got but it's good yeah yeah um but no uh i, I think i think her character's bad because there's a there's an, another thing about the trailer if you pick up on it is him saying you're not gonna shake my hand and let me go as we all know when he shakes people's hands he yeah. finds shit out about people yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and uh and that's why i keep thinking that that's, she's bad i had not considered that but now that you said that i agree 100 percent. yeah i also think the girl from split is not to be trusted oh yeah even though she was pure protagonist victim in split i honestly feel like in this world david is going to be the only pure protagonist mm-hmm Everybody else has got mucky, murky, <laughs> mucky, murky, <laughs> mucky, murky motivations. Uh, it is nice to see this universe kind of grow a little bit. I didn't like Split for what it was, but I did like the return to form in terms of the storytelling that mm -hmm. and I could could get back to, which felt very unbreakably. Mm -hmm. And Unbreakable is my favorite of his, I think, by far. Mm -hmm. um, even though I, I like The Sixth Sense a lot. 
I think I've just seen Unbreakable more often, and I love the, I love. I know it's it's been kind of derided, but I love what he does with colors, especially yeah. in Unbreakable, because it's so vivid and it's so and you can see it in this glass trailer Man, too. Even on through, even the village, which yeah. I, for me was the end. I mm-hmm. like signs more than I think more than you do. Mm-hmm. More than I think the general public likes signs. Okay, yeah. And the village is generally Sign? where everybody started dropping off. Yeah, Signs was a big hit. Signs yeah. was mm-hmm. bigger than Unbreakable. Was. But even all that red and yellow shit in the village, I thought was awesome. Yeah, like I'm a sucker for I that. I don't stuff. know that he's ever lost his visual touch. It's just the the storytelling and the characters, and I think he got a little wrapped up in the in the whammies. I'm always concerned when a director has to put themselves in every single movie. Yeah. And, um, even Hitchcock doing it is a little self-serving, mm-hmm. but to do it in a post-Hitchcock era says a lot about what you think about yourself. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> at least Ron Howard has the decency to put his ugly brother in all his movies. Yeah. Of <laughs> ugly um, brother. But uh, but yeah, Signs is uh, is is where I think uh, yeah. I mean, not for everybody. I mean, everybody went to see Signs. It was another one of these, um, and it didn't really have a twist per se it just kind of had a which is weird because you were looking for one to something that yeah tie in to something that happened in the past and everything but um but uh signs is good except the thing about signs is we were talking about how m night didn't think he could do any wrong after this signs is the one that proves this because he there's so many camera movements in the movie where Mm. he's like look at how awesome i am (laughs) I'm, mm-hmm. I put this camera in the middle of the kitchen table and I just follow whoever's speaking. And I just, you know, <laughs> look at this. Oh, it's that person speaking. Now I'm not going to cut. I'm not going to cut. I'm going to rotate the camera over here and they're going to talk. And, and, uh, oh, and, uh, so yeah, signs has its moments for me and I don't think it's a total, uh, failure for me or anything, but it was one where I was like, I don't know about what he's doing there. But then, yeah, the village comes out, and the village is all about its ending. Oh yeah, the whole movie. I've never seen a movie more set up to get it to have it. Like the twist ending was written first, yeah. right? Oh, absolutely. Like there's no, there was no other way that that movie was written other than like you know, like oh, wouldn't it be cool if it was like these like people who you think they're living in the you know 1700s or something, and it turns out they're living in the modern day. I got a question about that. We made a much better Twilight Zone episode. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Is it a bad ending? It's a bad movie, I think. There's everything is you have to have something leading up to that yeah. ending, and there it, isn't it anything to me. Yeah, there, the whole thing is is oh, there might be a monster out there. Don't go past this certain point or whatever. Uh, and and that's something that they've they've created a culture in here in this in this town. So there's nothing in there really that makes it worthwhile yeah. getting to that ending. Yeah. If there was like I don't know how, that there is something there's a good movie there. No, mm. I agree. I agree. It's just it's the, a very cool Yeah, the, idea. the ending is cool, but like the if they could have done some other things in there where like the the stuff that was scaring them wasn't actually stuff that the the elders created to scare people. Like maybe it was actually modern things like like and they just they just see it a different way or something mm-hmm. like that. What if it's like somebody 
going around fishing around in the woods or you know it's it, they don't know that there's other people out there there's other modern people out there right. so maybe it's a motorcycle you know they don't know what to how to react to yeah. a motorcycle um you know just stuff like that if it could have been like stuff like that instead of like oh we created this thing to scare you you know <laughs> i think it was, yeah i think yeah. there could have been some something there that would have made that ending a pop a lot better mm-hmm. um I think if you asked him, he'd probably try and tell you he was trying to make some statement about the government. <laughs> you know, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, what's the word I'm looking for? Propaganda. All right, all right, yeah, yeah. And fear-mongering. Like, I think he would probably try and claim that he had... But I I truly believe, like Chris said, he thought of the twist ending mm-hmm. and wrote backwards. Yeah, and that, and that's why I'm saying is that that may not be a terrible idea but you gotta get your base you're you're building your base from the wrong side right 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 like i think you can even sell that like that tribe that just killed that missionary yeah there are clearly tribes that are living hundreds of years ago today yeah modern yeah intentionally yeah i don't know about airplanes flying overhead but otherwise you can almost believe that a society could find a rural hidden enough place to to do that i do like the idea yeah i mean even if it were more obviously about like government interference and propaganda and shit like that and you you got that from watching the movie i'd be on board with that too i'm just saying the idea about this movie is so interesting to me and so poorly executed well, until the very end. You could be talking that about so, so many of his movie. movies, though. Like, yeah, the yeah, Lady yeah. in the Water, I think, is a really fascinating idea. Nah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Execution-wise, yeah. it's nothing but stumble for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Lady in the Water seems to have been made in response to critical, uh, you know, critical drubbings from the village. Mm-hmm. Specifically the village? Is that I, the idea? Yeah, because I think those first three movies, everybody was kind of fine with yeah, it. Yeah. And then the village came out and... It, it comes out of it well he he says it's because it was some sort of bedtime story he used to tell or was told mm. or something like that but like the the fact that he makes bob balaban a critic in there that is like and he's just an insufferable fucking critic <laughs> he sure is. um that uh that's that's the part in there that made me think he made this movie as a fuck you to critics and everything and and it it gave the critics said fuck you back gave critics no other choice but other than to say this movie's terrible hey fuck you buddy yeah this was this is his uh this is the movie that made the least amount of money lady Mm. in the water out of all the ones you would think that there was like even the village made a hundred million domestically is that Um, including like after earth and airbender uh yeah i think after earth made like 60 or something like that and this one lady in the water made 42 million domestically um and yeah um it's just it's it's that movie's just too what is it too it's just bad yeah yeah it's just well again i'll always come back to that katie holmes mini speech in wonder boys where like you always tell us that writing is about making choices Mm -hmm. but i don't feel like you made any choices that's what lady in the water feels like to me every idea he had was left in he didn't trim out any of it yeah it ends up feeling just wonky yeah big big awesome cast in it you have paul giamatti and you have bryce dallas howard and i mean uh that, i mean it should have been something better there but yeah uh then the happening that that happening was the nail in the coffin it for sure a lot was. of people it was <laughs> so chris and i were watching this movie just uh we we had it on and it was one of those abilities to to where you could fast forward to any point and just just stop it and and just look at it and see what's happening and chris is like look at this every time you go to this spot there's Mark Wahlberg looking confused. You go to this spot, 
There's Mark Wahlberg looking confused. Yeah. You go to this spot, he's looking confused and saying, what? No. Yeah. You can go, that's the thing, you can go like to any spot in the happening and something fucking weird has happened <laughs> with either Mark Wahlberg or something he says. He's like, there's that one point where he's got all the people out in the middle of the country or whatever, and he's like... He's like, maybe they're, they're doing something like this and that and the other thing. And maybe they're doing like the thing that he's saying is so like nobody would follow him. <laughs> you know, everybody would be even they, even though they've experienced weird things, they would not believe what he just said. <laughs> I was flipping channels with my wife the other day and I saw that love and other drugs was on uh -huh. and i said oh love and other drugs i wonder if Anne hathaway's boobs are on screen and i clicked it i shit you not she's ripping her coat open <laughs> yeah. having just walked into and my wife was dumbfounded because she god bless her forgot that we saw this movie together like 10 years ago and the one takeaway we both had was she's naked in like every other scene in that yeah. movie yeah. and it's really surprising so that's a that's a game i like to play i love yeah. other drugs <laughs> yeah 50 50 Boom. you're doing the you're that's doing on the list by the way what that's a pennsylvania movie is it really yes it's on the list excellent because i actually watched most of it after i flipped over you're doing the uh, pcu thing where the guy's looking like has the uh the paper that he's gonna write that anytime on cable there's a michael kane or a uh, gene Ackman movie. <laughs> yeah yeah and <laughs> and then he, he ends it up with a bridge too far they're both in the same movie that's my thesis um uh, oh, the happening though, happening man. is awful yeah i mean I, and i still don't understand this movie no. i don't know how you justify well, it i don't know if you do it ironically i don't know if you have to smoke a lot of drugs to to get it but the happening is is a is a sort of an environmental um you know awareness type yeah. of thing because you know, the whole thing mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg is teaching at the beginning talking about like Nobody knows what happened to the bees, you know, and the and of course we've since found out that the bees were going out of, you know, we're getting killed because of the pesticides we were using. <laughs> yep. uh, but back then it was like such a mystery, and uh, they made a whole movie basically on it, you know, like uh, you know, environmental disaster essentially, environment coming back to kill us for our our sins essentially. <laughs> um, then the the last Airbender came out. <laughs> is, is that in the Philly? Is that Pennsylvania? No, that's there? that's in like Nepal. Or I something feel like, like we're talking about M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> this is the M Night Shyamalan episode. <laughs> no, they, the, no, the they ones listed on there. They shot that in Reading somewhere, right? <laughs> that would be hilarious. Remember, remember that part when, when they were eating cheesesteaks? Yeah, I do. In the igloo? I do. I do. That's so. That's such a great scene. Um. Uh. But. Uh, uh, so yeah then yeah the devil came out he he wrote this one devil's the elevator uh movie where, yeah uh, it's good is that I elevator like... in pennsylvania yes it is all right it's in philadelphia yeah uh a bunch of people on an elevator and one of them might be the devil and the the therapist from split seems to be in a lot of his movies i forget the actress's name but she was the one that's her name who, therapist uh, from split <laughs> right she's the the lady uh whose house mark Wahlberg breaks into or goes into in the happening oh interesting and that he says what no it's betty buckley betty buckley yeah uh who was in uh carrie yeah, yeah, yeah was yeah. the yeah. like a uh, counselor in, in mm -hmm. carrie uh but um yeah devil devil's pretty good he mm -hmm. did he did not direct this but uh it has it has a it's a it's it's a really nice small contained movie doesn't have a lot going on but it's fun and it's uh, 
I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that it's got a very interesting ending. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily a twist ending because you really, it's a mystery. You yeah. really don't know where it's going from the very beginning. Right. Uh, so, but it, it's, it's cool. It, this one is where, and this was 2010, somewhere around Somewhere around there, yeah. Uh, where you started to think, maybe he's got a little of his mojo back, you know? Um, yeah, 2010. Um, then uh the visit which was sort of m night's comeback mm-hmm. um he started making smaller movies that didn't have this whole like weight to them um uh so that he could i don't know that's a good way of getting back i think if he had made the visit the m night Shyamalan's the visit right. Then well, it's like Transformers taking it down to Bumblebee and mm-hmm. stripping everything well, I was down. Gonna say, didn't we even joke when the visit came out that they mostly marketed it without his name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't think his name shows up anywhere in the in the uh, previews. Yeah, for that movie. that's what I thought. Um, Boy, I like this movie. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's a found footage style mm-hmm. movie. I don't think it needed that. Is this the one with the poopy diapers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not a, I'm not a fan. Well, I mean, it it, it was a very <sighs> visceral way of. No, no, I just, you know, conveying I, the character. I'm weird about those kind of movies. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I think overall it's freaky and it 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 sends you in a lot of different And it has ways. a and it has a good twist too. A oh, really yeah. good oh, twist yeah. to it. It's freaky, but is it also deaky? <laughs> <laughs> I don't Real that, now, now now how do you measure deakiness? <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to have a freakometer. <laughs> it has to be do, freaky do, before it can be deaky. Wait a minute, do freakometers measure deakiness? I thought the freaky and deaky were like kind of like uh, almost diametrically opposed like a yin and yang. My oh. freakometer is spelled with a ph. Oh, I always yeah. took deaky to be like another level of freaky. Oh, like, it could like be. Freaky mm-hmm. on crack is deaky. Oh, right, right. Like you can't just be just freaky and be cool. Be you have to be deaky. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then there's split. We've talked a lot about split. Yeah. Um that's the that's the movie that officially I think got M Night back and we'll see how Glass does, which seems to be on track to be doing gonna be it seems to be on track to be a big hit. You so have we'll to feel it. like he's had ideas in his head for long enough that now that he's got the shot to make this movie, um this there's gonna be enough good bits in here. Maybe I'm just a sucker of an optimist. I uh, will watch it. I am excited about I'm it. I'm gonna be there. Uh, so then outside of the M night Shyamalan world, we'll start alpha numerically. Like we always do Adventureland. Yeah. Oh, which is a fun movie. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of people in this that have gone on to bigger and better. Yeah, you have uh, Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart and Ryan uh, Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Um, there was a number of these type of movies coming out. They had Adventureland, Zombieland, mm-hmm. and then uh, even The Way Way Back has a lot, which is not in the same real era or anything, but it has the same feel as this movie does. Mm-hmm. Adventureland's a little bit raunchier than The Way Way Back, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, Adventureland's fun. Yeah. Everybody fucks everybody in this movie, right? There's a lot of fucking. Is there a lot of fucking? I don't remember. Everybody wants to fuck everybody. Well, Kristen Stewart... <laughs> It's like the side piece for Ryan Reynolds. For Ryan Reynolds, and She right. wants to be more, but he's got an, a, a regular right piece. And Jesse Eisenberg <laughs> wants wants her piece. <laughs> yes. a, a piece of a piece of her piece. But he can't have her because she's holding out for Ryan Reynolds. Right. Her, her, her piece or her piece? A piece of. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, no, that's a good movie. I, uh, it's is it a fictional place then? I guess um, the, the, the it's in Pittsburgh. Park? But... Yeah, it's sort of. I guess it's based on. It's probably based on. Greg Matola uh, wrote and directed this, and Matola 
um is also known for super bad he directed super bad oh. and um a movie back in 1996 called the day trippers and he also did paul the seth mm-hmm. rogan alien movie um and but, much like uh, in in super bad bill Hader threatens to steal this movie yeah he's fucking great in this oh, yeah. Yeah. He and then Kristen wig plays his uh his wife in yeah. this. oh yeah yeah uh there's a guy in here he was in a bunch of commercials i think it's i can't remember what his name is but he's got probably the funniest part to me in this and he's like because he's like don't go to sleep and he's like why it's like because i'm gonna jack off all over your face (laughs) (laughs) i love these kinds of movies man i'm I'm a sucker for them me too it's like wet hot american summer like dialed down a little bit the to-do list is kind of like this yeah (laughs) so it's good no it's a fun movie uh then there is uh all the right moves this is tom cruise uh looking to uh, lose his virginity or something is it is that it uh no losing it is one but yeah that's but there's another wasn't he basically he was another this is another sex comedy though right uh it's mostly about actually no 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 because this is the one with craig t nelson where he's his coach and it's one of those like uh varsity blues you know everybody blows up at the coach who's revered and all that stuff so he's he's like this academic all-american mm-hmm. and he's trying to make it to where he can get into this good college and everything in pennsylvania and he has to go through craig t nelson who he butts heads with all the time mm-hmm. he does have a girlfriend uh, his buddy got his girlfriend pregnant it's a whole thing i, I for some reason i always pegged this movie i've never seen it i've always pegged this movie as a sex movie and i guess it's just a football movie no it's a football movie and it's it's fairly dramatic it's got some comedic elements to it and everything mm-hmm. but it's fairly dramatic about him trying to i think he gets kicked off of the football team which threatens his his admission into to college but he really wants to go into college mm-hmm. for like real collegiate purposes not just to play football so it's interesting. I mean, this was early Tom Cruise, and uh, I remember it being pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's just always had just natural chops. There's, I've never seen him act badly necessarily in, in something, and mm-hmm. this is no different. You know, I saw Lions for Lambs the other day. Oh, yeah. This is one of those movies that I turned the TV on, and I was just doing stuff for a few minutes, and then I looked to see what was on and realized I had never seen it, and I was too lazy to change the channel, so mm-hmm. I ended up watching most. I mean, fucking Meryl Streep is in this movie, yeah. even though... Her and Tom Cruise spend the whole movie in an office arguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even this is a boring ass movie. Yeah, that's There's what a I hear. lot of people in it that yeah. you probably forgot are in it. Like uh, fucking Andrew Garfield is in it. Oh, huh. yeah. Did uh, Redford direct it? Redford directed it. Yeah. And Andrew Garfield is a student who's arguing with Redford in his office the whole movie. Hmm. Uh, but uh, Michael Pena is in it. People in uh, offices arguing. It really, it really is. I mean, this is this movie bombed because it was people in in rooms arguing about war and uh, our yeah. purpose in life. And but even even with all that, Tom Cruise was fucking sizzling. He's good, man. He's sizzling. just a good actor. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yes, he's he's a lunatic and his religious views are fucked up, but he's a good actor. Man. Yeah. Um. So so is all the right moves good? Oh yeah, yeah. It it's is. A, it's a good classic thing. I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. There's but a- it was it was. Very much in a place in that uh, Varsity Blues. What's the other football movie where they turn on the coach? Um, Friday Night around. Lights. Friday Night Lights. Yeah, yeah, that that kind of thing where mm-hmm. it's like yeah. they can go out and do it. Um, 
yeah it, it's also the movie that i think rose mcgowan mentions and scream to neff campbell and says if you pause the screen just right you can see his penis there you <laughs> go <laughs> <laughs> i know what i'm doing <laughs> um at close range which uh is is sadly set in pennsylvania <laughs> uh this movie was shot in my hometown of franklin tennessee yeah oh, wow. baby yeah it has my high school in it oh wow uh it has a uh, you know pre before i was ever there high oh. school but uh 1986 is when this movie came out Interesting. Um, so at close range yeah this was a this was a big deal for the tiny town of franklin man uh -huh. sean penn and and at the height of him just marrying madonna Ooh. did she come to town i think she did because yeah there's there's so many legends about this well shoot. there's a there was a i think there was a discussion about uh, how they were in some sort of uh, hotel and all the paparazzi were out here and all that now i don't know how long she stayed mm. but I believe she did come down to Franklin and, and hung out with Sean Penn while he was doing it. It's like, movie. hey, did you hear that Miley got married last night? Yeah. Did and you... all the Hemsworths were in uh, Tennessee last night. Uh, well, I, I did not know that they got married in Tennessee. I saw an article today that their marriage license was in Tennessee. Yeah, they, they got, got married at her, her place in Franklin. Yeah, and so Chris and Liam and <laughs> Joe and Frank and uh, Bill. And Squee. Hemsworth. Squee. <laughs> Squee. Squee. Hemsworth. <laughs> Twiggy. Twiggy. Moon. <laughs> River. Yes. River. Yes. <laughs> Dweezel. No, I didn't I had no idea that it was uh was here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was at her place. Um anyway, so yes, but Tom uh, it was uh Sean Penn and Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken and Chris Penn is in it and Mary Stewart Masterson. Uh there's yeah, the whole beginning of it is going around the Franklin Square and uh uh there's a yeah a shot of there's page high school is in it for a little bit and, yeah. uh there's a scene with them going down highway 96 there's a part where uh walking and pen buy a car at a used car place drive down the road and to another car place and sell it for more money oh yeah um but okay so this is a pennsylvania movie damn it yep <laughs> It's not very good. I don't remember liking it. No, very I much. thought it was okay. It was, was a good. That was an army movie. It's like walking is Penn's father, and he wants to kill him after a while yeah, because he might talk. Yeah, there's a and they they go around like stealing cars and stuff like that. There's even a there's even a like very era specific thing in there where they like steal a Toyota and they all jump up in the air and go Toyota. Oh wow! <laughs> wow. <That's hilarious. laughs> um, no this was a uh, james foley directed it at uh, oh, yeah, the right. guy who did glenn gary glenn ross and um i think some of the 50 shades was it no was it 50 shades it was one of those horrible yeah i think it was 50 shades oh my god right. uh but um uh it's it's actually it's actually pretty good i think the movie's all right it's not it's not great but uh but but it's okay um but yeah there's like a whole bunch of family tension in it and it, yeah. it leads to pen and walking button heads um then there is baby mama and uh this is the um this is the tina fey amy poehler right yeah it is uh, and tina fey's from pennsylvania i mean it's fine i thought it was fine this movie and the brother solomon came out the same year mm -hmm. and they both have the line going to put a baby in you oh wow and will arnett is in brother solomon he was married to amy poehler at the time <laughs> and i keep thinking that's another one of those scripts that got that branched off to another script at oh some point. interesting and uh and and because it's about the same that brother solomon is about them trying to impregnate uh i think it's Kristen wig and oh yeah 
uh and uh they have to they have to get a they have to have a baby to have their inheritance or something i don't know remember Mm. what the whole story was but same deal it's about finding a foster or foster mother or not a foster mother a surrogate mother Mm -hmm. and everything and you know brother solomon was will arnett and uh will forte Mm. and baby mama is amy paul or tina fey and i can't remember which one is uh needing the baby or wanting the baby so Amy Poehler has the baby that Tina Fey wants. Okay. So yeah, she's the surrogate. So she's trying to take care of her mm-hmm. and make sure she's doing the right thing. Meanwhile, she's a colossal fuck. Yeah, just the yeah. odd couple, right? Take twenty. Yeah, kind of. I, you, you expect so much more, especially in this period where they're they're working together so well, starting in SNL, mm-hmm. and then you know Tina Fey did Mean Girls and all that stuff, and they had done some really good stuff. And this is just such a thin premise that yeah. seems like, yeah, like it's been done before. Yeah. Even it, there's some fun stuff in there, but you just I, want I don't more. remember very much about it at all. Mm. I did see it, but. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now, Bed of Roses. Now, <laughs> Barrett. <laughs> Barrett. I guarantee you have a story about Bed of Roses, don't you? <laughs> you, you had sex you, you, had to, you had to have used this movie. If you used Untamed Heart, you used Bed of Roses. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I did, man. <laughs> okay, I think, now that you're, I, did, I wasn't going to talk about this. So, you know. <laughs> What's hilarious is that I don't even have, like, I, I'm half joking, but I know <laughs> Like, there had to have been a story with this movie. I'm trying to think. that This was 96? Yeah. Okay, I used it three times. Three times. <laughs> <laughs> you dog. You dog. <laughs> Listen, this is the most romantic fucking movie ever, though, because he doesn't even die like an untamed heart, where you're like, you have to do your business before the happens. <laughs> <laughs> in bed of roses the romantic shit happens at the end yeah oh because God. he's he's a flower delivery thing he's a florist and and she and she she's getting secret admirer things mm-hmm. and it's from him and it just happens to be christian slater um and uh she finds it out at the end and they embrace and and it's all lovey and then whoo, climax. Mm-hmm. yeah um so christian slater mm-hmm. mary stewart masterson again that's right um i've never seen this movie Oh man, yeah, it's it's. <laughs> I I took a day to it. I probably made out. I do uh, remember there was a Bon Jovi song called "Bed of Roses." Too, yeah, that came out around this time. Mm-hmm. He wants to lie you down in a bed of roses. Yeah, yeah. which is not comfortable, right? No. Well, tonight because <laughs> every rose has its on thorn. a bed of nails. Doesn't it go oh, shot yeah. down in a bed of roses? It does. It does go that way. <laughs> Go check. It. He wants to hold you as close as the Holy Ghost is. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh, I didn't check those lyrics. Oh no! He wants to hold you close as the Holy Ghost is. No, no, no! And the Holy Ghost is close. You know that. Well, well, well. Let's check it. Let's check it. Check, check it. Tonight I sleep on a bed of nails. Oh, I want to be just as close as the Holy Ghost is. Oh <laughs> I remember God. this song. I remember the song better than I remember the movie. Uh, okay, Who's the female? It's Mary Stewart. Mary Stewart. Stewart, Stewart Masterson. Masterson. Yeah. So she went from Benny and June to this? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then just, I guess, her career ended? I don't know. <laughs> She's probably been in a bunch of stuff lately, and we just don't know. I feel like those are the only two movies I remember her ever being in. She used to be in everything. Um... Her most recent uh, thing that she was in was something called Skin. She'd been in a bunch of TV shows. Oh, she was in an episode of Blue's Clues. Oh, nice. <laughs> she played Cinderella in one of the Blue's Clues. Good for her. 
Okay. Last big movie that I can see her on that I remember is oh the the Postman, but she was uncredited in the Postman. Mm. She's the Postman's daughter. Oh, oh, so she's in that last scene. Yeah. And then Heaven's Prisoners. Remember that movie? Oh, Jesus. Mm. Yeah, it's been it's probably been since mid nineties since crazy. Mary Stuart Masterson has I wonder been. Wonder if she made a conscious decision to walk away from the industry. Well, I don't think she back. did. She just kept working, but we just don't. Yeah, have, we haven't seen very many things that she's in. There's a lot of like, watch Blues Clues, TV episodes, and minor movies. I tell you what, you talked about Better Roses. I probably got three good dates out of Benny in June. Mm-hmm easy that was a little bit before my time yeah i always forget that you're like what four or five years younger than me yeah baby mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right uh then we have best in show Ooh, good one yeah. listen i know you guys love waiting for guffman and i love waiting for guffman too but this is my favorite christopher guest you're allowed to say that yeah. as long as the mighty wind isn't your favorite yeah no that movie is just weird i um, love best in show it's so fucking great all the different characters mm-hmm. are hilarious in their own individual way yeah and just the little little tiny gags of like Catherine O'Hara being a straight up hoe back yeah, in the day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and There's... she's settled down with Eugene Levy yeah. and everybody keeps bringing up yeah. like how fucking there's a sexual she was. there's a there's a point where they're like after the after the dog show they go and sing some bullshit like they make a record and because uh, they want they win the dog show and uh, oh, wow yeah, and then uh and uh the guy is like he's like is that you in the in the guy in the studio is like is that you he's like does this ring a bell i'm not wearing underwear <laughs> and she goes bulge <laughs> and then you see eugene levy just fucking like, <laughs> and he says like and he says something like i've never i've never had that much fun on a roller coaster or some crap like that <laughs> or like some crap like she he says something like that like they basically openly say like we were banging back in the day yep. and there's a point where like there's a point where they're having dinner earlier in the movie and um and uh eugene levy is getting tired of this because every guy she runs into they run into is like banged his wife at one point he goes he goes well you know what i like your wife's big melon breasts <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you think about that <laughs> so great. oh my god who was it? it wasn't uh of course this introduced us to the clueless comedic uh, announcer yeah really before dodgeball yeah. and before all that fred stuff. willard Fred Willard, and it's he's he's up against uh, who is the guy? Is it Jim Piddock that uh, is the straight man? Yeah, it's Jim yeah, Piddock and who who does so good of a job being a straight man there that people actually thought he was a <laughs> dog announcer. <laughs> exactly, he's so prim and proper. Yeah, and he's he's parrying all of these ridiculous things even better than Gary Cole does in in Dodgeball. Like he's absolutely pitch perfect. They're yeah. playing this perfectly, and it just it kills me every well, and time when you i think what one of the reasons that these movies when they land can be so magical is that you know a lot of what you're seeing is just being improv mm-hmm. just, yeah. just being workshopped while they're filming <laughs> and he he works with the same people over and over again because he he knows these are people who fit this style uh eugene levy mm-hmm. uh Catherine o'hara mm-hmm. these are people who are very quick-witted who probably could do improv comedy at the drop of a hat as good as ryan styles um 
There's a there's a Ryan Styles reference. Yeah, I was like, yeah, there you go. I was like there sitting you go. there like, yeah, Ryan Styles. Yeah. No, yeah. The uh now I know exactly what you mean. And then you had Parker Posey, who was yep. uh, also in waiting for Guffman and uh, uh th- I think this was the first time John Mike I saw John Michael Higgins in a movie was best in show. Yeah, I think so. He was he he's definitely been in some sense. And he Michael fits McKean, right I think in. It, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh and Christopher Guest himself is really good in it too. It, um uh playing that fantastic that deep southern gentleman who's uh, i can name 40 different kind of peanuts <laughs> or nuts michael mckeon liked a tweet that i was named in is that right well it was jesse moulton's tweet that she tagged me in ah, about nice. being civil to people online and yeah. it was a great tweet and it's gotten a lot of deserved mm-hmm. viral attention but michael mckeon came on there like a day or two ago and replied nice <laughs> <laughs> i love that guy an, an amazing like he can do broad comedy like christopher guest stuff and then you see the shit that he did on Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, he's got the. So there wasn't a comedic moment for him, barely in that show, and he fucking nailed it. He did. Oh, my God. yeah, that's amazing. So, best in show, huge recommend. If yes. we haven't recommended it before, yeah. I mean, we've we've definitely heavily recommended Waiting for Guffman. Best in show was the one that came right after that, mm-hmm. and uh, they were still at the height of their powers, and then uh, started to go downhill a little bit with Mighty Wind and. Uh, um what was it the uh for your consideration, for your consideration were, were not very good um then we have blue valentine and and barrett puts in parentheses jesus's movie is depressing yes yes it is it's very depressing ryan gosling and uh, michelle williams or is yes. it yeah because yeah. it's either it's either michelle williams or it's it's uh it's uh uh was it uh, carrie mulligan, carrie mulligan. <laughs> no it's michelle because <laughs> they both like are like are interchangeable at times but uh, this movie is fucking devastating so like the the polar opposite the effect on your boner is bed of roses yeah yeah, You're not gonna get yeah, any you wouldn't. You wouldn't, you wouldn't show this to get ass, or just watch the first fifteen minutes and then just. I was like, gonna say go there's parts it. of this movie that are like there's like a hard sex scene in this. Movie. There yep. is, but then then it just drops. Right? Off no, downhill. I was just saying. I, let's not blanketly say no one's gonna get a boner at this movie. That's true. You know, depending on but when even you walk the, out. Even in, you're talking about the shower scene, right? Well, no, there's there's a bunch of there's a, a bunch scene. of bonus. Oh, okay, because the, the shower scene is one like where they're towards they're like already headed downhill. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, uh, and it's like kind of like uh, oh, well, this is might be the last time they ever have sex together. Mm-hmm. Is this this scene? But yeah, but I guess before there's a there's a couple others. I believe there's there was some controversy in the fact that Ryan Gosling gives her oral pleasure um, mm. in a scene. And it went on too long for the the for an R rating or whatever, and they said they were ordered to cut it down. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember uh, Michelle Williams saying something about it, like, "Are you fucking serious?" It's so stupid. The yes. length of time, like that's what that whole you know this film has not yet been rated mm-hmm. uh, or not yet rated uh, is uh, about, like, because you know stuff like storytelling where there's Keith David and Selma Blair having sex. Like, mm-hmm. we have to cut out three thrusts yep. for this to be good, and you're like. <laughs> what does it matter you're gonna are you gonna let are, are people like bringing their kids to this movie yeah if if they if and, oh my god there were too much thrusting there. like seriously also that that is the least sexy sex scene yes it I is ever seen in my life <laughs> yeah. like talk about penis shriveling inside the body and yeah. staying there for six months yeah that's not a sexy scene at all so the number of thrusts shouldn't matter right. are you listening to what she's saying yeah god yeah people they all need to go yeah mm-hmm. well and one of them is a guy who works at regal too by the way one of those oh, yeah. mpaa guys 
who uh who wants uh who wants uh, uh i don't know if you call it reprimanded but yelled at me over email about uh uh <laughs> i i canceled a movie at hollywood 27 which you you know you're not supposed to do on your own um and uh put in uh because we had i think we had a movie that was like opened that week huge and the projector went down and i went over and i was like ah, man this movie whatever was in number 12 at the time like zero 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 and i just went ahead and just without them anything it was a holiday yeah i was like bam i'm putting this movie in 12 and they can go fuck themselves and uh and then like later on i i wrote an email saying i have canceled this movie and then I went and owned it and everything yeah. i canceled this movie put this one in just waiting for your instructions about what to do about it blah 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 and then the guy who was also on the mbaa uh came back and said you're not supposed to cancel movies like that blah 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 and like you know you're supposed to get uh you're supposed to get uh you know an okay from the corporate office and all mm. that and i was like you know when i'm thinking when i'm thinking about something i have to do in the next 15 minutes and i have and i'm thinking about emailing you guys on a holiday and getting an answer back in a timely fashion fuck you yeah, that's, that's probably yeah. um then we have bob roberts which was the uh, tim robbins it was his debut i believe his directorial debut bob mm. roberts where he's a politician that goes around like he plays like on guitar and stuff mm -hmm. like that and uh he's like a folk musician yeah turned i watched i just watched this recently oh like, really maybe four or five weeks ago mm -hmm. it's a lot more boring than you remember yeah yeah well it was a movie he was trying to he was trying he had just come off the player and he it looked like he was trying to do his own robert altman movie. yeah and it is it's kind of like the camera's just hanging out there and you can watch this conversation or that conversation the only charming bits are the songs he's got one song about uh dope is bad or he's a conservative politician he right? he's He's like for the gun, gun toting, you know, rednecks. He would be a red state politician. Now, this is a 20, 22 year old movie. Mm. Uh, so I think even even what red state means has changed. Right. But yes, he's a conservative politician using f Americana music to campaign. And it's boring and I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, I remember it being boring. Too. I didn't re I don't remember liking it at all. There is a part where there's an, I think there's an assassination attempt towards the end mm. and and they have uh, richard belzer as one of the um uh, uh witnesses and he's like he's like i don't know i heard gunshots and everybody went down and then when i looked up i saw the russians there was all the russians <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny um but that's the only thing i remember about that movie uh then there's carmen a hip hopera i've yeah. never seen this uh this had uh, beyonce and mckay pfeiffer on it this is a retelling of carmen. this is no movie there's no Mackay Fife. No Fife. This is my life. -er. Yeah. And these times are getting hot. Yeah. So, this was around <laughs> the turn of the century when MTV was really trying to do something different. Mm -hmm. um, and it was still before the, the hyper digital age. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was Beyonce. I believe this came right before or right around when she was in Gold Member. So it was either her film debut mm. or, or right around there. And it's not bad yeah okay it's uh, i love the opera the uh bizet did carmen mm -hmm. uh which is all about this this sultry lusty woman that just causes trouble wherever she goes mm -hmm. and everybody falls in love with her and uh so they update it and it's all rapping and stuff like that there's a ton of rappers in this it's not bad i haven't seen it since it came out though um okay well maybe i have to look at that i don't think i've even ever heard of it before 
Yeah, um, I mean, I don't, I don't. I mean, I've heard of Carmen, but I've it, never heard it, of it. Played on MTV. It was never theatrically released, but mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing it anywhere else. Maybe a couple of like replays on on MTV. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's Clean and Sober, which I remember Michael Keaton. This yeah. is a depressing fucking movie. God damn it! It's, yeah, yeah is man. it more or less depressing than my life? What happened to Michael yeah. Keaton? He had a stretch there where he was just trying to make you cry and hate. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Jesus. And this is uh, this is like all the worst part. He's on cocaine. Like I think. I, that's what back in these days there was a ton of these type of movies. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, oh, Michael J. Fox has one. Yeah, uh, Bright Lights, Big City. Well, it, yeah, I think it was bright because that's the cocaine. Yeah, that's cocaine. Yeah. Um, but the, there was a bunch of these type of movies. Like it was either, you know, like what was the what was the when a man loves a woman was another yeah. one where it was like i think it was andy garcia and meg yeah. ryan oh yeah alcoholism yeah. alcoholism was, it was like, and they every time it would be like okay we got to get down into the nitty-gritty of this yeah, who's gonna and go just and like hey take baby. our journey with us here and and i need you to be you know i need you to we need you to get down into these guys like level and like how horrible it is and depressing and shit and that's what cleaning's over is. let's go on a date to go see clean and sober yeah yeah you're not sealing the deal with this movie <laughs> Uh, God, you realize how we sound terrible. I know. I'm just like every movie, like, hey, baby, every movie. I'm gonna pen- take you out tonight. We're gonna go to fucking <laughs> like, for Mindy's, and then we're gonna go to fucking I've clean never and sober. Made out with anyone that didn't want to make out with me. Like I'm not like I'm not like tricking. Like oh, I'm just saying you're not gonna feel good at the end of the night. I'm not saying that you're gonna bone or not. Depending. No, I'm on just it. saying you know we casually talking about taking women to certain movies and and getting some action. I just wanted to make it clear it wasn't like. No, it's nothing no, shady nothing going like on. That, no. Yeah, the, yeah, just gets you in the mood. Yeah, it's and not clean and sober. Just it's not, not well, you. and it's not like all the movies we're sitting there thinking about. Like, can we possibly get laid? <laughs> yeah, watching this movie. Like, nope, not watching clean and sober. Nope, not on the not on the menu. Um, Kinsey. Yep. Yeah, right. exactly. Uh, then we have yeah, the Dark Knight Rises, which was actually yeah, it was it's it's still Gotham, but it's. Uh, which reminds me, this would be a good point to to talk about another movie that we missed on Oregon uh, because of this very unique thing that happens here. So, yes, it was shot in Pittsburgh because there's the whole thing at Heinz Field where the atomic right. bomb or whatever blows up and Heinz Ward's running running for a touchdown and doesn't know anything is going on behind <laughs> the him. The whole ground is falling apart behind me. Yeah, um, uh, but uh, in Oregon, someone mentioned that... Uh, that uh animal house was shot there and uh, my father actually asked me about this he was like so oh, you guys mentioned animal house in Oregon, yeah right? and the reason why it wasn't mentioned is because it's not it's not set in any particular place so right. when you look up for what is set in these states animal house stuff like that that doesn't have a real setting isn't mm-hmm. going to come up and Dark Knight Rises is another one of these type of movies it was shot there but there's not really you can't we're not going to go to a point where it's like well, let's do all the movies that were shot in Gotham or set in Gotham. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. because then it's just all Batman movies. Well, I've talked about it before. I just want to make one final plea about this. I don't understand if it were the difference between a Zack Snyder Batman movie and a Christopher Nolan Batman movie. I would understand it. But why the fuck did he move such an iconic Gotham Chicago hybrid in the Dark Knight to such an obvious Pittsburgh location i think it's for his next movie because the pittsburgh gave him more money than chicago did that doesn't seem why is amazon building their new headquarters in new york that is always the answer to everything and i understand that and and that's definitely the answer but when it comes to somebody like christopher nolan why this dude 
more so than other people, you know, appreciates at least artistic sensibilities and consistencies. Why would you move it to such an obviously different location? It just doesn't make narrative sense. And it, it was jarring for me mentally because I had seen Dark Knight so many times at that point that I had associated this and this and this and this. Happened to be living in Chicago at the time, so that probably mm. helped. But it's just so jarring that I don't understand from the the word go, this is not going to work for me all the way because it's such an obviously different Well, setting. and it kills the sense of scale in a lot of moments. Yes. Because you can't, it doesn't look like Pittsburgh, but you can tell we're not in Chicago anymore. Yes. That's the thing that about Dark Knight Rises. I think there's a, a back and forth between New York and Pittsburgh. And is there even still some Chicago in there? I think there's there a is, couple a of shots. Bit. Like, yeah. that's the thing that's really just very strange about that movie is the setting is obviously changed too many times in that and pittsburgh comes out of left field yeah. you know and the series is always nobody's it's nobody's fault when somebody dies like the matrix two and three and having to change the actress for the oracle mm -hmm. but we already changed from katie holmes to maggie gyllenhaal and like there's all sorts of inconsistencies from movie to movie in this series anyway mm -hmm. so maybe that was why the kickbacks from pittsburgh won the day i, I guess i mean of, of all the things that have to change due to Heath Ledger's death and change and whatever. That's one that you didn't have to do. And and I bet it would... I mean, the movie I don't think could be saved regardless because I hate it. But that, just give me that Gotham. Everybody loved that Gotham. In the no, Dark I agree. Night. Gotham is yours! <laughs> um, Dawn of the Dead, which uh, it's the Romero or is it both Dawn of the Deads? No, because it is the Romero one. The The new one is set in California. Yeah, we actually talked about it either right. in California or some other place. But All uh, of the Romero dead stuff, as far as I know, maybe the later ones are somewhere else, but they're all in Pennsylvania. So okay. Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, and so is on. Is Dawn of the Dead his best movie? Uh, see, I like Night of the Living Dead a lot. Ugh, I like it. I like a lot. this better than Night. I, th I think I probably do. Mm -hmm. Um, I think because it was so groundbreaking. I've watched Dawn of the Dead a lot more than I have Night of the Living mm -hmm. Dead, so I guess I'd probably have to say yes. Yeah, and uh, I don't know what else has he done outside well, of the. He's dead done a stuff. lot of stuff outside of it, but those aren't the movies that you would ever say are his best. Like right. I think he did Creep Show, maybe. Yeah, he did. <laughs> um, let me look up George. That's actually on here too. He did the uh, Legally Blonde too. Oh yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> he did Gorby. It's so crazy. He's in, he's got his fingers in a lot of pies. That George A. Romero. Uh, he did the Dark Half. He did Monkey Shines. Um, yeah, Creep Show. And uh, oh, I mean, outside of that, then he did the Crazies, the uh, original Crazies. Um, yeah, but no, I mean, Dawn of the Dead is was just a perfect encapsulation of the time. It was scary. It was funny. It was a satirical. It. And it showed, it, it really sort of shows the blueprint of what horror is sort of maybe becoming more of today, where it's got a message, where it's got a, it's got a second type of uh, sub, I guess, subplot, sub story, mm -hmm. sub, subtext to it, um, where it's not just about the, you know, it's a you know hereditary i mean even even that it's not hereditary is not nearly as a fun movie as dawn right. of the dead is but uh there's always there's a, there's other messages going on other than just the straight text that you see mm -hmm. on it and everything um then we have desperate measures this i, I never saw this i know this wasn't very good though michael keaton andy garcia we I saw this her. movie i remember nothing about it at all okay so it's andy garcia is a cop whose son has leukemia or something like that. 
And the only person that has like a blood type or an organ or something like that is Michael Keaton, who is convicted, also happens to be an evil genius. Oh. Mm. And so he's like Hannibal Lecter in this movie where like like he has to be uh, 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 confined and, and like strapped down and all that stuff. I saw this because I built it, which means, and I know exactly which theater I was working in. So that means this had to have been like 97? Yep. It's 98. Right around there. Yeah. So I saw it that one night and dismissed it. But the way you just described it makes me want to give it a law-abiding citizen view. Me too. Me too. I actually want to see this again. I saw this back in the day too. Bonkers in a way that I can enjoy now. I've never even heard of Michael Keaton playing this type of role before. Like, I mean, it came and went along with that. Along with that, Hugh Grant, Gene Hackman, the extreme well, measures. Yeah, from, I know. I got these things mixed up yeah. because I saw them right around the same time. Extreme measures came out in '96, but yeah, they're the. Yeah. It's the same sort of deal. Like the, it's a, a generically titled thing. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I, don't, I don't have to see. I have, have to watch it again. it again. Yeah, you know what? This might even be a movie I've seen, and I don't remember anything <laughs> of it. Uh, but I know I was at a theater that 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 ran it. Uh, then there's the Deer Hunter, and um. You know, I've talked about the deer hunter and how much I don't, I don't understand why this is such a, people hold this so, so high in esteem. I caught it again fairly recently, man. Yeah. It's so, in, it's so intense. It's, it's hard to watch because it's so intense, I've seen it but five I think it's amazing. Time. I've seen it five times and I've never gotten anything out of it except the, except the, the, uh, Russian roulette scene. I think the brotherhood, especially early on that, uh, Christopher Walken, De Niro, and a couple of the other guys have before they're shipped off to war, and this is all in like Pennsylvania, the yeah. mining towns. Yeah, they're like they're they're blue collar uh, steel workers or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, and uh, you know that kind of thing really sets up how fucked up Walken just gets from this whole thing, mm-hmm. and how he's he's just never going to be the same. And the fact that uh, De Niro goes back to him and, and tries to bring him out of this whole thing uh there's so many intense scenes in there and i think it's supported it's buttressed 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 yes by the uh the story at the beginning i love it I i've think given this movie good. so many chances man yeah. i just i can't i'm not on board with it's it. also very very long yeah hmm. uh diabolique uh which is a uh uh, the original is fucking amazing. Yes, it is. The remake, I guess, is the remake is the only one that's from actual Diabolique it, was actually a French. Yeah, film. it's in France. Yeah, this yeah. Is, so this, this is in Pennsylvania. Yeah, this is in Pennsylvania. Do you remember seeing Sh- it? Yeah, I, I did because it. the first one is the 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 original is amazing. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. The absolutely. First, first one is fucking great. But yeah, this one uh, Sharon Stone and Isabella Gianni. <laughs> is it Chas Palminteri? Yeah, it's Chas Palminteri. Jesus, I saw it once and hated it. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah, it's not good. It's a uh, uh, it's about um a guy who's he's married and he's having an affair with isabella johnny and uh and then i can't remember what happens but both she and sharon stone end up plotting his death yep and they kill him and then they start seeing him everywhere they go so it's john a, tucker must die basically it's just like john for the, tucker for the must riches die. <laughs> who did they kill in bound um jennifer tilly and uh was it uh, joey, joey pants? pants oh that's right i thought it was chess palmatine yeah <laughs> well they that's both racist. have weird p names yes that's yeah. true. uh but yeah the the remake wasn't very good watch the fucking original yeah, it was 1960 really french film yeah. go and watch that shit that's good stuff uh fallen which Ooh. is <laughs> i know jeremy wants to talk about this movie's good 
Fuck it's got you. bad reviews. I don't care. <laughs> this movie's good. Yes, it is. So it's Elias Coteus is a serial killer who's being executed, and Denzel put him behind bars. There's actually, it's not, Elias Coteus is a human. He's not a bad guy. He's just possessed by a Zazel. <laughs> yeah. Yep. An evil demon. Mm-hmm. He's not a bad guy. Yeah. And before <laughs> the death, he sneaks out of the gas chamber and into somebody else, and the whole movie... He Azazel is unbreakabling himself from person to person because when he touches somebody within a certain distance, he can travel to get to. I think the movie even spells out like he's got a hundred feet right yeah, to go yeah, from yeah. body to body. And Denzel first has to realize there's a demon because at first, uh, like he runs into Azazel in somebody else's body, but it says something that only. It's that Rolling Elias Stone Coteus song. would have said. Well, yeah, they sing, they keep singing that yeah. time is on your side. Um, and so Denzel eventually figures out what's going on. The ending of this movie is so great. I it don't really even, is. Like, I, we're 20 years out. I, I shouldn't need a spoiler warning, but I don't even want to tell you what no, happens. No, no, no. Because the ending makes the whole movie great. But John mm-hmm. Goodman's really good in this. Donald Sutherland's really good yep. in this. Uh, it's not long. It's not going to suck away an afternoon. I want to say it's under two hours. Um and I'm not I'm not a big guy who like gets goes much for demon possession movies. This mm-hmm. is not really even a demon possession movie. This is a, a crime mystery, and the criminal just happens to be a demon that can move into other bodies. I really really dig it. And it's also that the demon seems to be having fun too, yeah. <laughs> which makes it a little bit. You know, everybody that's acting as the demon in their body is having a blast yeah. doing it yeah and uh no i agree i love this movie i think this was uh denzel uh, did this movie because he was offered seven and he didn't do that and mm. then he saw how it was a big hit and he's like okay i want to have my seven now and so they came out with this and of course fallen didn't do nearly as much uh but that is an interesting kind of take on that the the, the idea that you've missed out on one movie so you go and do something else yeah. you know um well, John? that's how Denzel operates, right? That's why we got the Equalizer series, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want my taken. Yeah, uh, John Goodman was in like five movies in '98, like all in a like a tiny, like a same. It was uh, in the, like borrowers. three months. He was in the Borrowers. He was in Blues Brothers 2000. Uh, it was uh, Big Lebowski. Uh, all these movies came out like around the same time. It's mm-hmm. like Goodman was in every trailer that you played That's yeah. nuts. back then. Uh, yeah, it was a uh, yeah, quite a bit there. Busy year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Then we have Flashdance. Oh boy, I can't say anything. Does Jennifer Beals get naked in this movie? I don't remember. I don't think she does because the, her whole thing is that she's a, she's a stripper, but she's a dancer. Mm-hmm. She's a she's a ballerina, and she wants to get into ballerina school mm-hmm. and so to support herself she has to strip it's not rated r though is it yes because there is nudity in this and it's you know you you think about this movie you remember maniac uh mm-hmm. and you remember uh, what a feeling is the the main title tracks and all that mm-hmm. uh but i i remember nude scenes being in it and of course you remember the shower dance and mm-hmm. all that stuff I don't think she's naked, though. A, so yeah. she goes through this whole... It is R-rated. She goes through this whole movie as an exotic dancer, but I don't think she ever gets naked. And, and not that she she's, needs to. She's I'm just like saying it's, it's odd. Jessica Alba and Sin City type stripper. Where yes, like, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah where yeah. like, okay, uh, I'm going to play a stripper, but I'm not going to do any of the things that strippers do. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just odd to me that a movie about a stripper or a movie about a woman that does strip and shows a lot of scenes at the, the, the club 
I just doesn't. I I couldn't. I don't remember. Um, anyway, uh, is Flashdance any good? Uh, no. I can't imagine no. it is. No, yeah. I, I do never like. Saw it. I do like uh, Maniac and uh, What a Feeling. Yeah, I do think she's it was, a maniac. Uh, maniac. Yeah. A poor reference for Deadpool two to make in the poster. Oh, with the bullets coming down. I'm not down? sure. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure that really connected. Yeah. Like people really realized what the hell you were even. Oh yeah, I don't think parodying so. there. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Uh, this I've seen, I've, I've read the book, but I've never seen the movie Flowers in the Attic, which is, uh, uh, God, it's a, it's incest. <laughs> it's, there's like, there's multiple incests. Yeah. It's, isn't it? So the, uh, it's a brother and sister who are locked in an attic, right? They're locked in the attic because the mom has incested with her cousin. Uh, or okay. something like I that. Don't, I, see, I don't even remember that part. And, and then, like, her dad is pissed off because she did the incest. Yeah. And then the kids, because they're, bo- they're up there in the attic, Yeah, they, they start and, to incest. And they don't even, they yeah, they don't see anything wrong with it. It's told like a love story. You know yeah. what's weird is, as a movie, disgusting and wrong. As a porno, probably a bestseller. Probably so. <laughs> probably so. I would I would agree with you. <laughs> I would agree with I, you. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't know why this fucking book and I think the one of the adaptations was such a phenomenon. Yeah. Do, I mean, you remember reading it. I, I guess it's well written, but like, why well, is it? Doesn't something it come like down this? to what Jeremy is just saying? He's joking, obviously, but yeah. there's a there's a taboo nature to this. I guess that a lot of people like are real interested in. Okay. As long as it, as long as it's other brothers and sisters, and it's not my brothers and sisters, <laughs> it's brothers. totally fine. <laughs> exactly. Uh, then there's Gettysburg, yes, 1993 Civil War movie that is very very long. It's four hours. It's over it's four hours. Over four hours. It's enjoyable if you're yeah. a history nerd like me, especially mm-hmm. if you're an American history nerd. Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Jeff Daniels. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then they later made the sequel, Gods and Generals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember it being really really good. This wasn't Ken Burns. Like this was a like a fictional yeah it's dramatized dramatized uh then there's uh gia which is the this is angelina jolie sort of breaking onto the scene like she had been in a bunch of stuff but this was her star making before this was an hbo film wasn't it was an it? hbo movie yes i was gonna say i don't think it was theatrical and it's awful i saw oh, it yes. re- <laughs> i saw it recently uh it came on the other day and i was like damn hbo has really stepped up their game on it's shot like a softcore porn. it really is and it is it kind of is um uh but it's about this um uh, model gia what was her name i forget her last i can't remember her last she's name. a real real model. real model but uh but uh sort of considered different for the time and everything and uh but then got into super like amounts of drugs and like lots of unprotected sex. And I think she died of AIDS. I was say, AIDS is part of that story too, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, if you want to see a lot of Angelina Jolie naked, you'll see that in Gia. And Elizabeth Mitchell. Yeah, Elizabeth Mitchell, who, oh. yeah, a little bit. You don't see too much, but a little bit. You could just Google. 
Yeah. yeah. Turn yeah. off safe search. Save yourself a couple hours. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, the movie's awful. The movie is oh, terrible. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, I think back then, though, it was considered, like, very well done. Yeah. Oh, I, th- really? I don't remember it coming out to... I mean, the praise was almost all about her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's... I guess she's okay in the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about the act, the, the girl she's portraying to know if she's giving a good performance. And, of course, the time it came out, there's only one reason I was watching this movie anyway. <laughs> I wanted to see her naked. I did. The movie's not good enough for me to ever go back. No. Yeah. And then there more Angelina Jolie, Girl Interrupted. Speaking of incest. No, I'm just kidding. Like we, just, <laughs> like we just talked about we this We talked movie. about this because of uh, James Mangold. Oh. Um, uh, and again, I I think I saw a little snippet of this movie fairly recently, and I was I was moved by it because there it was written. It's a memoir written by the, the perspective of a woman who had gone in. She was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, tried mm-hmm. to kill herself. And was in the the uh, the psychiatric hospital with a bunch of characters, mm-hmm. much like one flew over the cuckoo's nest, but much more progressive. And until you've actually been in one of those places, which I've worked at for for many many years, like it's just a unique perspective. And I think that's why I like it so much mm-hmm. is that they get it right. Yeah, they they get that the nurses are not always either super uh, caring about you, nor are they nurse ratchet. Mm-hmm. Um, they they have to have a relationship with you, as do the counselors and that kind of thing. But then you have to keep it professional too, especially when it comes to somebody with borderline personality disorder. Mm-hmm. It was very volatile. So that I think that's why I like this. Movie Is Winona so. Ryder the main character? I think so. Winona Ryder, and he had Brittany Murphy was in this too. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't remember liking the movie too much. I did like the performances in it yeah entering. but I mean, the, it, that's yeah it's that's the the main thing to take away from it yeah the reason why is i mentioned the incest thing was that when G, when uh, angelina jolie won her oscar for this she came up to the stage and said i'm so in love with my brother right now yep yeah. and, and, uh, and there was a whole thing about that didn't she give him a deep long kiss on oh, the red yeah, carpet there was, there i think, was a kiss. think so there yeah was a kiss think so but uh would you recommend girl Interrupted? i would absolutely recommend girl interrupted who steals the movie Angelina Jolie is great, but Whoopi Goldberg is terrific mm, in this mm-hmm. movie. So, I, I think it's a it's a strong recommend. Uh, then there's Groundhog Day, obviously awesome movie. There, if uh, I'm sure we've talked about Groundhog Day a bunch. Tony. yeah, great, great movie there. Um, and I would talk, I would give more time to it, but we are already pretty pretty <laughs> deep. So, well, and we have definitely talked about that one plenty. Uh, mm-hmm. Then there's a house guest, uh, Sinbad, <laughs> Phil Hartman movie. This movie will make you laugh, man. I don't remember if I saw this because there's also Bringing Down the House, which mm-hmm. had Steve Martin and Queen Latifah, which is basically the same deal. Yeah, I mean, it's Sinbad that has to run from the mob, so he, he uh, poses as a dentist to stay at Phil Hartman in yeah. his house. Yeah, And it's, man, I don't know what it is about it, but I like Sinbad. I like Sinbad's humor. I think he's funny, and he... He, he he completes me what's great about <laughs> one of the things that i think was made phil hartman so awesome is that he could do he was a great straight man yep. as good as there was but he could also go on the wacky side and give you the, the voices and be the the more comedic extreme character and whichever way he's playing he's always awesome mm-hmm. he makes every scene he's in better i'm trying so, to remember was 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 house guest was one of his last movies wasn't it I think so. I have this theory that they had such a good time on Jingle All the Way, they decided to work together, and so they went and made House Guest. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. It makes sense. Um, just even though that I don't think they have any scenes together in Jingle All the Way. Uh, it looks like maybe Small Soldiers was his... Uh, oh, yeah. 
one of his last ones. I'm looking for House Guest, though. Did that come out before Jingle All the Way? Probably in 94. Probably yeah, did. it did come out before. So, had such a great time on House Guest. They, exactly. like, well, they did right. Jingle All the Way. Um, then there's Invincible. That's the movie where Mark Wahlberg is like a bartender and he tries out for the Eagles and he makes it. And Greg Kinnear's the coach. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a true story. Yeah, it's it, a true story. It's a true story. I actually think this is truer to the real life than Rudy. Mm, yeah. Because, but I do think the movie fudges at the end and lets him do what does he do? Does he make he a big scores tackle? a touchdown, I think. When I don't know if he, he actually see, I think did in real life, life he made a tackle. Right, right, right. Yeah, and in the movie he like does something much greater. Mm. It's I kind of like this movie. It's it was small. No, it was perfectly uh, fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a Disney Disney sports movie. It's Most of those good. are are somewhere between B and. I, I caught two <laughs> i caught I, I, talking about sealing the deal i saw two people fucking in this movie oh so. Did you really? yeah. man they must really if like the eagles so what i would do when i was a projectionist would would uh if i'd start all these nine o'clock movies and i would uh and there was nobody in there i would i'd open up the the, the window and kind of peer down in there because i wouldn't see anybody right away I would peer down in there and be like, if there's nobody in there, and if I come back another five minutes later and there's nobody in there, then I'm turning it off so that I can just go ahead and save the lamp hours and all that. And uh, Invincible was one of those where I popped my head in and I was like <laughs> looking around. The stank. No, I didn't. Yeah, luckily I didn't do that. But I saw, uh, yeah, Chick was uh, riding dude pretty good in the uh, back of the back row there. Right on. Um, way to go, man. Uh, <laughs> so they could both see. It that, was, yeah, so they could both see. That was their bed of roses. It was, yeah, exactly. It was reverse cowgirl. So they were like looking on the... Uh, it's been around, baby. <laughs> yeah, March on yeah, the street. Yeah, exactly. I want to see this. Um, then there's Jack Reacher, which uh, ha is uh, uh, all around Pittsburgh and everything. Uh do you like this movie? You liked it better. I liked on the it better the watch, second right? run. Uh, it's still not like amazing. No, no, no. It's just a solid, you know, action ass beater. Yeah. yeah, it's Tom Cruise doing Taken. The opening, uh, the opening of the movie is really good. It's uh, mm -hmm. shot around uh, the baseball stadium and everything, and it's just really well done and everything. Everything else after that, it's 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 a pretty good movie. It's overall, it's all right. Got Werner Herzog in there. It does. Yeah, he's a bad guy in yes. this. He's a very bad guy. Who's this Jack Reacher? Yeah, he's That's what the fuck is yeah, that? Yeah. That's like Schwarzenegger. Uh, then there's uh, Kingpin, um, which is uh, shot a lot around Amish country or mm -hmm. set around Amish country and everything. Uh, uh, an another bowling comedy, but this one has more bowling in it than Big Lebowski it does. did. Um, and it's just a funny, nut cat, nat nutty movie. I mm -hmm. mean, uh, uh, Woody Harrelson, Bill Murray randy quaid vanessa angel um just going around uh uh bowling like uh hustling like hustling bowling <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> yeah and then uh, ultimately ending with uh, a big uh bowling championship at the end that randy quaid's going to enter but he can't and woody harrelson who was a former uh was a hat as a has-been in the bowling comes back and tries to beat bill murray in the big championship this is maybe the hammiest performance i've seen bill murray do yeah oh yeah there. it is and that's saying something yeah yeah because he's like half his career is made of ham yeah <laughs> but mean, this i is, love the guy but yeah, they're, yeah. they're seeing yeah, like the he's scene a little more deadpan the scene where this. he's doing the video or the like the single moms he's helping out the single moms and he's <laughs> obviously there to fuck all the single moms and he's like you know like like the the girl like one of the women is like his center and he like pulls this pulls her skirt up and like huh what huh two you know all that um but kingpin yeah if you don't like 
gross out humor then you probably don't want to watch this there's but some gross out there's some really there. gross yeah. things in this but it's a fairly brothers movie it was their post uh there's something about mary mm-hmm. uh comedy and uh i really love it but uh not for everybody then there's law-abiding citizen oh wow yeah. well which of course we've discussed a bunch uh before and it's uh one of those wreck of worn you se- you've seen it too I, right i haven't seen it no. oh yeah well but you have i have oh God. <laughs> it was so much fun oh man it is <laughs> it is the most fun i've had with a bad movie <laughs> in probably 20 years mm-hmm. i totally agree um then there's the long kiss goodnight uh shane black uh wrote this uh rennie harlan directed Samuel Jackson, Gina Davis, um, really fun action yes, movie. Craig Bierko. Yeah, Craig Bierko. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I really love this movie. This yeah. was one of those uh-huh. movies that, that both the time it came out, sort of before the explosion of the internet, and it's one of those movies that I, had, I didn't see any trailers for, and mm-hmm. I'm just walking along the video store one day, and I'm like, well, I know all these people, action, comedy, and we put it in, and it just hits all the right beats. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. Um, the action is good. I don't know. I just love this movie. That's why I like the Shane Black movies is that this and like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, it's not afraid to go crazy places. Yeah. You know? It's just it, stopping short of the lethal weapon real zaniness, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's just, it's fun, but it's brutal. It's violent. It's profane, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Brian Cox is in this. Oh. Is that right? Because he's got that line where his wife's dog is licking its ass, and he's like, I humbly submit that whatever that dog is trying to get out of its ass is either long gone or there to stay. It is Brian Cox. <laughs> <laughs> it is Brian Cox. <laughs> 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 it's a very Brian Coxian line. But, uh... <laughs> uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang's been playing a ton lately, yeah. and yeah. there's that part at the very beginning where he's talking to michelle monahan at the bar and she says something like uh she's had more dicks in her than than hot meals or fresh meals or something like that something like to that effect and he goes oh yeah remember it was neck and neck and he skipped lunch Shane Black's awesome. Yep. Uh, then there's Love and Other Drugs, which we briefly talked wow. about before. Yep. Oh, that's right. I accidentally. Do you like this early. movie, despite no. uh, the uh, the things? No, this movie is all the bad tropes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right, because she's sick and she's going to get sicker, so she's trying to push him away. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, no. Yeah. That I don't buy that relationship for a minute yeah and the whole thing hinges on him throwing away his career yeah to save the relationship um and i also i don't i think the movie suggests that she's wrong a hundred percent for ending the relationship to spare him pain because she's going to die in a few years Mm -hmm. and i don't know that she's a hundred percent wrong for doing that it's the like movie, a Deadpool thing, right? Well, the movie says, well, it's almost more, it's more like an arrival thing for me. Like, granted, it's not like choosing to have a baby, but choosing to have a relationship that you know is going to cause the other person pain just because you also know for a brief time it'll cause them pleasure or love. I don't, I don't know that her choice is the villain the movie makes it out to be, but because it's a romantic drama comedy, it, we have to go that direction. Yeah. Love conquers all, of course. They want to be together. But like... He he even says something to her like, um, it's going to be work. It'll be hard, but we'll work for it. And she's like, it's going to be way more work for you than it will be for me. And he's like, I don't care. 
Mm. And I'm like, yeah, there's going to come a point where you will. Yeah. I don't know. Movies like to make it out like like taking care of a sick person for five years isn't super difficult. Yeah. Like, oh, what's the movie I was watching the other day where the guy is dating somebody who's got, please help me think of this. He's da- Oh, it's Love and Other Drugs. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that in. So she discovers, fuck off, Barrett. So she discovers some support group. <laughs> she discovers some support group for Parkinson's. And he goes, and he's uncomfortable being in there. This is, I just made myself a joke forever with that. Um, so he goes out to the refreshments table. <laughs> And the guy, a guy comes up to him, an older guy. He's like, stage one? He's like, what? He's like, your, your wife. She looks like she's in stage one. He's like, oh, no, it's my girlfriend. We're not married. What about you? He's like, oh, my wife has, she's in stage four. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal goes, any advice? And the guy goes, walk away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I love my wife, but I would never do this again. Uh, um, no one ever tells you how hard it's going to be. And he eventually gets to a point where he's like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. And Jake's like, no, I asked, you know. Yeah, but, there you go. but so the, even the movie I'm making fun of saying didn't give that perspective, did give that perspective, but then kind of brushes it away at the end yeah. as though that's not a legit concern Jake should have had. Or I guess they're saying he loves us so much. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I think it's different. I'm really digging a hole here. I think it's different when you're in an, an established relationship for years and years and years, and then your partner comes up with Parkinson's. Sure. Sure. Then it is to be dating someone who's got Parkinson's, who's telling you, stop dating me. This is going to get bad. Move on. I think mm-hmm. that's a different scenario. I got you. I got you. That's all I'm really trying to say. It's almost like the, the similar to this movie. Love and other drugs. <laughs> yeah, that's good. If you can't even get through the joke without laughing. <laughs> Maybe a little too soon. Let it never be said that we couldn't uh, we couldn't compare this movie with Arrival and Deadpool. By the way, and itself, yeah, and itself, and itself. Yes, I did just compare a movie to itself. God and Hathaway's God. pretty. That's the she reason is. why he's in love with her. And Jake Gyllenhaal is very pretty. Also, you mm-hmm. forget Josh Gad is in this movie. Yeah, yeah he's the roommate, right? and he's actually the only fun part or the mm. only redeemable part, I think, because he's got some pretty good lines in there. There's a lot. There's some actors out there. This would be fun to to check out sometime. How many actors have uh, have had on screen romances more than once in 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 movies that you never really think about? Like Jake Gyllenhaal and Anne Hathaway, Brokeback Mountain was the was yep. the other time. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Marissa Tomei mm. twice at least. Yep. Yeah, that's a bizarre one. Yeah, uh, but they're they've been in at least three movies together, and twice right. they were. Well, and Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone have been in at yeah. least two movies. Yeah, Ryan yeah. Gosling and Emma Stone. Have La La Land and that gangster movie. Uh, well, oh well, no, I was thinking about uh, the Steve Carell one. Yeah, the Crazy Stupid Love. The Crazy Stupid Love was. Well, then the, there's also that gangster one. Yeah, Gangster Squad. Gangster yeah. Squad. Which they were also uh, romantically involved in that one in that movie. So. Why don't they just fucking get it over with? Right, <laughs> right. Like fuck you, Andrew Garfield. You're not part of the shit. And Eva Mendez. <laughs> fuck you too. Yeah. Well, he's married to her, isn't <laughs> yeah, he? Yeah, he is. That's what I thought. Uh, then there's Mannequin and Bo- and Mannequin 2 on the move. <laughs> mannequin. Kim Cattrall's a mannequin yeah. who comes to life. Mm-hmm. Only yeah. in the 80s could this fucking shit happen, yeah. right? What a fucking terrible movie. And it movie. was either, it was, it's, it's, uh, it's, is it Jonathan Silverman or Andrew McCarthy? It's Andrew, Andrew McCarthy. McCarthy. It's Andrew McCarthy. And it's either one because they're both in Weekend at Bernie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, that's the, that's, it's today's special for adults. Ah, nice. <laughs> nice. 
This did. <laughs> that's a deep cut reference, folks. Yes, it is. Look it up. Uh, this did give us what mo- most people consider to be the worst pop song of all time. Starships, uh, nothing's going to stop us now. Yep. Yep. People consider that to be the worst pop song of oh, all time. Oh, well, it's either that or we built this city on rock and roll. Yeah, I was about to say, that's another one that people often yeah. say. I like that Anything, song. So I, I like both of those songs. I've, I competed in a talent show in fifth grade by lip syncing to We Built This City. Oh, yeah? Lip syncing is not a talent, but in fifth grade, they let you think it sure, is. Man. Didn't Mannequin 2 also have a hit song? No, nothing. Okay, okay. Mannequin 2 is nothing that's going to stop us now. Yeah, I was about to say, Whoa. like, I was about to say, that one's the one that had the song. The first one, I can't remember if it did. Oh, but. nothing's, no, hold on. Mannequin received an Academy Award nomination for Best Original Song for Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Okay. Now. So it's in both films. Oh. In 1991, a sequel uh, was released. So it was the first one. The original theme, film's theme song, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now, was featured in this film at all uh, so okay so yeah it was it was the retread basically okay um but yeah i, I don't remember too much about mannequin uh it's an 80s it's an 80s nostalgia piece he fucks that mannequin though he does he, he does yep uh well if it's if it if it's uh, like kim cattrall back in the 80s i'd fuck that mannequin too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh then there's mirrors oh this is a horrible movie mirrors Kiefer sutherland Kiefer Sutherland is in this, and it's about a fucking uh, killer mirror. Amy Smart. Amy Smart, Amy is, Smart in is in it. And yeah, Amy Smart. It's like you're my mirror. Yeah. Um, Whoa. It's if I, if I recall song. correctly, uh, this mirror is pissed off because it is it is discovered in some sort of like insane asylum, like old insane asylum mm. or something like that. And you're supposed to help the mirror get out or whoever's inside the mirror get out mm. but it doesn't tell you that it wants to get out so it kills you if you don't get if you don't help it <laughs> and so ensures it's going to stay in and it kills everybody no it kills everybody that you yeah exactly like yeah. that's the thing that never un- made any sense like why would you kill the person who want you you want them to help yeah and like uh <laughs> and uh <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and and like so it kills it i don't think it kills you right off well it may have killed the first person you've right definitely off. put more thought into this movie than the screenwriter. <laughs> i did i did because it, it when Kiefer sutherland stumbles on it it starts killing everybody that he loves so it kills his girlfriend his wife whatever i don't know what the fuck it was uh but it kills all those people first and then he's like oh i gotta find who i have you know i gotta find you know i gotta there's find no time yeah there's no time i gotta torture this guy <laughs> let me see your hands yeah <laughs> um and so yeah that's the I whole gotta torture this guy to get to the mirror yeah <laughs> um and and so like that's what that movie's about it's killer mirror and then uh yeah and it gets pissed off if you don't help it but it doesn't tell you that it needs help that's what it comes down to and then the movie oculus came out not too long after that which was the same fucking thing killer mirror uh then my girl and my girl 2 uh uh introduced us to anna klumsky i think i had the biggest crush on her of any of the 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 girls on screen oh yeah for sure oh yeah just just adorable and mm-hmm. and her character in this movie it's not manic pixie dream girl i know she's super young but so was i like she's just adorable like she just is she's somebody that you want to hang out with yeah 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 and well, macaulay culkin is fine what they're doing right they're a little too young for romance anyway right. so they're just kind of hanging out palling mm-hmm. around she He's great on Veep. Like yep. she's yeah. grown up to be a great actress. Yes, a lot of a lot of the girls that that in this era 
rose to fame in these kind of roles, a lot a lot of them have stopped acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's still out there, still rocking it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She. I would like to see her in more than just Veep, though. I like. I love her in Veep, but it seems like she's not. She's in the. She was in the other. Um, the in into in the loop in, in the, the loop, loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah she was in that uh which was also the same the guy wrote who started veep or whatever wrote that but um uh but i would like to see her in a lot more stuff and maybe she just just wants to do a little bit of things not like a lot but well because we've mentioned in the loop and veep right back to back i'll go ahead and tell you i saw death of stalin the other day oh, oh yeah. yeah have you guys seen that no Mm-mm. um same guy same writer director mm-hmm. so we're taking a humorous somewhat fictional look at the immediate events of the committee uh after stalin dies steve buscemi's in this um and uh, jeffrey tambor are the two big names um it's fucking awesome yeah like if you like in the loop and veep it's every bit as good if not better as than those i well jesse malton when uh, she was on a long time ago <clears throat> she uh it was earlier this year she recommended that too. Yeah. So I was I really it's wanted playing to playing on Stars. Oh yeah. Got to check Stars it out. Stars or Showtime, so you don't even need to wait for it. You can just go on to your on demand and watch it. But I've seen it probably two and a half times in the last three or four days. Nice. It's really It really seems good. like it it just from the trailers, it seems like it's right on my yeah. head. Uh, Armando and Iannucci is the guy that I'm trying to think of that's uh, part of all that. Okay. Um, but uh but yeah, uh circling all the way back to my girl, that's uh uh, it, it had a devastating ending for me when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it was supposed to. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin is in there, too. Yeah, and... yeah. But it's it's a really, really good coming-of-age story. Dan Aykroyd is really good in it as the dad. I loved it. I've watched My Girl, too, but I don't really remember anything about it. Yeah. Just same Anna, here. Anna Klumski continuing to be adorable. Right. Uh, National Treasure. Oh. Well, they have that... <laughs> We can go quick because it's really just that one scene with where they're in the Liberty Hall. Yeah, st- literally stealing. Yeah, well, not ste- stealing the glasses, and they're in. Yeah, they look at the bell. They pull the brick. They do the thing. They put on the glasses. Am yeah. I crazy for loving this movie though? No, no it's all right. National movie, Treasure, the first one. The all first right. one's perfectly fine. Okay. I, I would even, I would even say I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second one is that's hot garbage yeah it's hot yeah. garbage yeah but there's a it, it's there's something else that's the thing the ridiculous thing about national treasure is like i think even in the philadelphia one there's like they come up with this fact and then nicholas cage always has this well not back in this year yeah. you know like it was <laughs> there's always have... you know, like it's always something like they they fi- they figure it out that this is the the fucking fact we need and he's like wait a minute there's something else we got to be considering you know and it's like oh jesus uh only you i don't remember much about this movie i almost brought this up when we were talking about bed of roses yeah. this is robert downey jr and yes. marissa tomei right yes and it they go to europe they go to rome italy someplace boring as fuck Forgot yeah. it as soon as I walked out. Honestly, so because she thinks he's her soulmate or something like that, and uh, I think she pursues him like to the ends of the earth. That sounds but it starts about off right. in hmm. Philadelphia. Or God, I I barely even remember that at all. I remember the movie coming out. I this just was right before uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s like big relapse. I think right. Well, yeah. I, uh... Did he have a relapse? I'm pretty well, he sure had, he, he was just going relapse. hard That's, up until he was stopped. A, well, he yeah, there was a point where he was uh 
you know in that scott wyland territory we're like oh he's got to do something about this yeah. and then we think oh okay well he's gotten his rehab he's good and then he went right back into it yeah so yeah, i think he, he went least, to jail yeah yeah i think he had at least one relapse in that whole thing this was 94 so it was maybe so it would have been time. before that for sure because mm-hmm. when he went to jail that's when he filmed the sequel to the fugitive Oh, U.S. Marshals, because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he yeah. got let out. And U.S. Marshals was like 98? That. Yeah, so this would have been before all that. Somewhere but I'm sure there. he was, I mean, without knowing the facts, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he was doing a lot of drugs at the time of this filming. Um, then we have, obviously, Philadelphia, Tom Tom Hanks. Um, uh, this is an AIDS drama, probably... I don't know. This is this is a really good movie. Like it, When you first here philadelphia you think okay that's just depressing and and whatever this is about a man dying of aids and all that but the movie is really well done oh sure it's yeah. a courtroom drama at, at, at its heart uh but this is tom hanks probably best performance ever for sure this is the only time you watch tom hanks and you don't think tom hanks mm-hmm. even forrest gump is tom hanks really mm-hmm. this is a completely different character for him uh just a really well done movie uh jason robards um you have uh antonio banderas oh yeah um he plays his his boyfriend right yeah he plays plays his boyfriend and there's saturday night live had a philadelphia action figures uh, uh, uh <laughs> commercial or whatever <laughs> you can play you could even play his longtime lover miguel <laughs> <laughs> i actually had this soundtrack um because it's not too. just the springsteen stuff there's like a neil young song yeah. on there and it's actually got one of my favorite springsteen the streets of philadelphia is mm-hmm. like definitely up there I, i'm not a huge springsteen fan but i'm not either it, but that was awesome. written for the film right mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna say but he has more than one song on the soundtrack too if i remember mm-hmm. right uh but the, i remember that neil young song where he goes sit of brotherly love. yeah yeah mm-hmm. anyway that's the there's also a spin doctor song <laughs> what yeah. there's also a spin doctor yeah. song excellent the neil young song is at the is at the end of the credits i think i don't know if there's any there may be another uh, use of it but it's the credits mm-hmm. song um uh but um yeah that's an awesome movie i would highly recommend it's, fellow Dev- it's got spin doctors covering have you ever seen the rain Oh, oh really? no, no, I remember thinking that. <laughs> there was a brief period where the spin doctors were okay for me. Yeah. And for everybody. Oh, sure, uh, yeah. But Credence has always been okay. Yeah. And so that convergence there, I think I remember being I okay with that again. That's probably pretty it's, good. It's actually pretty straightforward <laughs> cover. Yeah. Uh, but I would highly recommend Philadelphia. Yes, has some has has some depressing moments in it, but it's a highly charged courtroom yeah, drama. Denzel Washington is uh, phenomenal in this as, mm-hmm. as well. I don't think, I don't know if I mentioned him, but he's he's fantastic in it obviously rocky is a big big this is as iconic as it gets for philadelphia running up the library steps and and uh you know he finally hit him you know finally ran up that mountain that hill or whatever and he's he's ready to fight uh you know it's funny a quick note about this like in uh, philadelphia uh you've got the steps and you've got the statue and you see at the end of rocky balboa Mm -hmm. you see all the the people running up and like posing with the statue at the top of the steps that statue is like behind a tree by the steps at the bottom. <laughs> oh, really? The oh, thing. really? I went by it. I was driving by and I was like, where's the statue? And my buddy was like, it's right there. And I'm like, I see a tree. And he's like, it's behind the tree. Oh, yeah. 
and it's like life size, so it's like four nine or whatever yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right, well, I guess that's that's it. That's yeah. awesome. The, so is that is that do they unveil that in Rocky Three? Or is yeah, it's that, Rocky Three. It's Rocky Three mm-hmm. where they unveil. Yeah, because that. that's where Clubber comes up to him and starts like berating. Him. <laughs> yeah, the Rocky Three is so ridiculous. Like a lot of those Rockies are obviously ridiculous, but the- <laughs> Rocky Three is like a as a height of eighties excess type. Movie. Oh yeah, like he's no longer just like you know uh, like a, a guy from Philadelphia or anything. He's a He's like full L.A. it up by in Rocky. Yeah, Three. he's fighting Thunderlips in he's the fucking. The, he's at his. He's at his own. He's at his own. Like uh, you know, unveiling in sunglasses and all that. He's a celebrity at this point, and like all the like his house is ridiculous, and like you know, he's buying robots for his his son for birthday. I watch, but I mean, five. I think we all believe doesn't happen. I watch any of these Rocky movies and be entertained, including two. I think two gets short shrift. Yep. Uh, three is a little bit ridiculous, but it does have some drama because it's the first time he does get beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, four is so over the top that yep. it's just endlessly watchable. And then, man, I'm I'm on board for Balboa, yep. for Creed. I haven't seen Creed 2 yet. I haven't either. Uh, but those are terrific movies. So I'm really, anytime they, they come out with one of these things, I'm, I'm down. Yeah. I actually, uh, this might make you happy or sad, but I did see a headline yesterday that said Michael B. Jordan is totally cool with Clubber Lang's son for Creed, son for Creed Three. Hmm. Hmm. I probably, I'd probably be down with. It. Yeah. I'm just saying, we just did the son of Rocky. We just did the son of a Rocky opponent in Creed Two. Yeah, I'm a yeah, yeah. So if we go, if Creed Three is the son of a different Rocky opponent, now we we're scraping the I bottom know, of the barrel. I, I think you can find. I mean, because I. Did you ever watch Rocky Balboa? Did you ever see? No, any? I haven't seen any of them since four. Okay. Did you see Rocky Balboa? Mm-hmm. They had they had a really compelling character in this Mason the Lion Dixon. Yeah. Um. That that was that had like a nice backstory. It reminded me a little bit of Apollo Creed, mm-hmm. but he wasn't like a cartoon villain, yeah. which I don't think Creed was in the first place either. Mm-hmm. Um. It, it had some nuance to him, so you can keep doing that. You don't have to go back to Clubber Lang. I don't necessarily mind if you do that, but there more fascinating things i'm just to, saying to in real on. life is mike tyson's son rising up the boxing ranks right now getting ready to fight holyfield's son no that would okay. be funny though. that's yeah. what i thought yeah there's not a lot of that going on um although somewhere out there holyfield's son's probably an avid listener he's like bring it i'm ready <laughs> yeah but i think rocky the first one really does make philadelphia a character oh, absolutely. oh yeah like everything else it's just kind of all right well he's from philadelphia but the that first one they even make a point, like Apollo makes a point, like, you know, the, the birthplace of America right mm-hmm. here and all that and on the 4th of July. And and uh, and so, like, and just you see a lot of the streets of Philadelphia yep. and everything, and it's really kind of a character in that. But the other ones are kind of like, okay, he's from Philadelphia, whatever. Um, the Perks of Being a Wallflower, uh, another great movie. Such a good movie. Yeah. Um, I was not expecting much from it, but, uh, but it turned out to be a wonderful, wonderful movie. I think because uh, Emma Watson, this was maybe like her first. Did she do the bling ring before or after this? Mm, I after. think it's after. Uh, so this was really her like coming out party after Harry Potter, I think. Yeah. Um, and she nailed it. I think she really this nailed based it. based on a book? Yes. I've never seen this, um, but I've always heard good things. She is great, but Ezra Miller steals the fucking Yeah, movie. he does. Uh, Bling Ring came after. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Ezra Miller and uh, Logan Lerman, who's, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, the really the only thing I had really seen him in was Percy Jackson and stuff like that. You don't really get to know what he's about. Mm-hmm. He's really good in, in, in that as He's well. got to play a very complex character, too, because he's, 
He's almost, if you make a parallel with uh, Adam Sandler's character in Punch Drunk Love, mm -hmm. where he's keeping all this stuff in. He's bottling all, it's anxiety in his part, in his case. You would love this movie. I think it would be right up your alley. Um, and then when it comes out, the aftermath of it is, is devastating to him. Mm -hmm. And he's got to kind of build himself back up afterwards. And I think it's towards the end of the, the movie or they replay it. Or they have that iconic scene of them standing up in the in the car, mm -hmm. and you just feel it's almost like a Jesse thing at the yeah. end of Breaking Bad. You just feel like all the weight being lifted off. Mm -hmm. This is a really good movie. I'm about to get emotional about wow. this. Yeah, uh, School Ties. Uh, I still haven't seen School Ties. Really? Wow, Brendan well, Fraser. I don't think you're ever going to. <laughs> Probably not. You might as well just skip it. Yeah. I mean, it's it is inferior to Dead Poet Society in every way. Mm -hmm. It is. It deals with. Uh, racial elements that aren't there in Dead Poet Society. Mm -hmm. With the, uh, I guess I think his character's Jewish. Yeah, anti-Semitic so yeah, semitism going on. You get a blink and you miss it cameo from I think Matt Damon in this. And John no, Matt Favreau. Damon is the the main antagonist. Oh, Jan oh, Matt Damon actually has lines. I think there's a Ben Affleck cameo in there. Yeah, yeah there is because uh, later on after. After they became big, the School Ties video box started showing Damon and Affleck <laughs> like as big characters. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, but the whole thing is about Brendan Fraser being like a, a gifted athlete and a uh, scholar. And because he's Jewish, he is looked on mm, differently. Okay. Uh, then there's uh, She's Out of My League, um, which is the uh, Alice Eve, Jay Baruchel. Do you like this movie? Yeah. I, I've actually seen it a couple of times. Uh, Jay Baruchel's just super charming. I think. Yeah. And uh, I don't think I've disliked him in anything, mm -hmm. but almost everything he's he's got a good picker, too. Because most mm -hmm. of the things he shows up, like How to Train Your Dragon, and I mean, it just seems like he has a good. Yeah, I mean, now <laughs> never once do I believe for any minute that Alice Eve is in love with Jay Baruchel. Agreed. But I still like the movie and everything. That's it's, the premise, right? It the, is. It is the premise, and you know, this stuff does happen. I mean, there's, like when you, Marissa Tomei and Joe Pesci, yeah, and my cousin Vinny. Exactly. But I mean, in real life, you'll go out sometimes and go. How did she end up with him? You were out with uh, me and my wife yesterday. Probably thought the same thing. Oh yeah, I was de like the whole movie. I couldn't even. I was so distracted. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's mainly about his insecurity as he's dating this just gorgeous woman and everything, and and he thinks that she's always just looking for something better and and uh that's sort of the crux of it he's he's like at first he's like cool i can't believe i'm going out with alice eve mm -hmm. and then like it start, starts to because the movie has to have a conflict he's mm -hmm. oh i don't know she's probably looking for somebody better than me i'm way she's out of my league yeah Roll so, credits. yeah uh but it's a it's a it's a it's a decently funny movie um silver linings playbook uh david o russell movie J jennifer lawrence bradley cooper um damaged people getting together yeah and i think you guys are right i think maybe you you brought this up earlier that it seems to wrap up a little too nicely mm -hmm. at the end and i think yeah. you're right um it's a it's a it's a good movie it is a good movie but, but there's there's something about it that doesn't make me want to go back and because it's it's right up my alley in terms of content mm -hmm. and it's it's played very well mm -hmm. but 
there's something about it that I don't want to keep going back to. Yeah. Sinister. Um, this is uh, Scott Derrickson uh, directing. A, this is a really good horror movie. I love this movie. Um, there's something about it. Like it, it, it's not found footage, but the found footage in the movie is so terrifying. It really is creepy as hell. Um, I've uh, there's something uh, there. There's something I've always talked about this with horror movies about how a lot of horror movies look too good. And I, and he don't get I don't get in the kind of the 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 headspace that I need to get into because everything looks so pretty around it. Sinister manages to to do that with these eight millimeter films that Ethan Hawke runs into, and they all happen to be snuff films essentially. Um, and uh, and each one is just the way the way they're shot and everything with all the grain and the 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 scratches and all the jumps and everything like that really gets you and no sound yeah really build the mood for that movie a lot and uh they're all like just like if you had stumbled on this it would be the scariest fucking thing that you've yes. ever run across yeah. <laughs> uh we've well, have, talked have you seen sinister 2 i have not seen with sinister shannon 2. sossaman i have not seen sinister 2 uh -huh. i have uh, is it good i have nothing to report <laughs> yeah <laughs> it right. came it came and went and did not linger any in my brain. Well, no. and it's uh, it's the cop from the first one who's like the main guy in this one, yes. isn't it? That's yes, that was the vibe I got. Yeah, because he because at the end of the first sinister, he's trying to like warn Ethan Hawke about what's going on and everything, and then so I guess he's the only like true believer by the end of it. And he's I getting, love the I love the reveal in this. Yeah, uh, the reveal on this is uh, is really good. Like it's scary visually but also conceptually I yeah think. yeah um it's uh i wish the ending was a little bit different from what it ended up being i mean the very very the very end. End. Yeah, yeah yeah i got you yeah uh but the ride up to this is the opposite of the village right yeah, <laughs> where, yeah. where the 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 ending doesn't have the the, the ride getting to the ending yeah. is amazing and everything and uh this is probably one of my favorite horror movies that have come out in the last 10 years i'd say so too yeah, yeah um sprung which is a uh, rusty cundiff who yeah. did uh a fear of a black hat yeah i never saw this movie though this is a i think this is supposed to be very bad it, it it is it's a sex comedy uh in the late 80s early 90s. no it was late it was late 90s, 90s as well. yeah uh and it i remember watching it one night and i thought it was kind of funny uh just worth mentioning because it's outside of pittsburgh i think okay but, uh, yeah uh stigmata <laughs> yeah another one of those 1999 horror movies i got wounds in my palms have yeah. you watched <laughs> i got wounds in my palms and they won't go <laughs> stigmata in my palms and they won't go have uh, you watched this since it came out no just yeah. like end of days and every other bullshit yeah. wannabe skeezy satanic mainstream movie that came out in the late this 90s. was gabriel byrne was it patricia arquette yes. that was yeah. in this yeah and uh, is it patricia arquette that's getting the stigmata yes yes she's yeah. getting the stigmata yeah, she's, getting, she's, getting she's, she's come down got, with a case of stigmata and the vapors <laughs> i got the stigmata they should, use, they should have used that in the wire for a name of the drugs stigmata wmds yeah. got the yeah. stigmata yeah. <laughs> uh yeah stigmata wasn't very good uh sudden death now this yeah. movie was on two nights ago oh shit ladies and gentlemen i love it no less 
I love it more than ever. I might have seen my tweet about the red pepper flakes. <laughs> yes. and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do believe it is the first and only time in cinematic history, action movie history, where red pepper flakes have been used to sway the tide of the battle. Uh, because he, he notices her eyes inside the mouth of the penguin. Uh-huh. And she realizes, he knows my eyes are vulnerable. And her eyes go, whoop, and get really wide. And then it cuts to a shot of him grabbing the pepper flakes. And then it cu- I almost cut frame for frame in, the, in those three pictures I uploaded. He's like shaking the pepper flakes in the giant penguin's mouth. Powers Booth is in this movie mm-hmm. acting as though he really is a terrorist. Like he doesn't act like he's in a movie at all. Um, the kids are runty and obnoxious. The twists of who's actually evil all along are seen a mile away. He does fucking end up in goal. Yep. Um, and I and I noticed this time around he has to run off goal because the fucking bad guys with guns are chasing, looking for him, and see him on the ice. They can see through the goalie mask and tell that's that fireman we're supposed to be looking yeah, for. Yeah. And so they start running after him. So he leaves the ice and runs down the hall. Thank God, at that very moment, the team's real goalie is uninjured enough to go back in the game. <laughs> and no one in the stands is any the wiser that they've had a fake goalie for. God, this movie is so fucking awesome. Yeah, there's It's, it's trash. <laughs> but it is trash that you can snuggle up to. Oh, I just fucking love it. Wow. Sudden death baby. I got to check yeah. it out again. Die Hard. It's so Die Hard. His name. <laughs> what is I can't remember now. It's McCoy or McCourt or it's like so close to McLean. It's not even funny. Yes. Darren McCord. McCord. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's Die Hard in a hockey arena. Nice. And if that doesn't sound fun to you, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> uh taking lives this is angelina jolie right it is and ethan hawk uh i saw this i don't remember a fucking thing i don't remember much about it but god damn are they pretty yeah mm. they're both they're both very attractive fbi profiler is called in by french canadian police to catch a serial killer who takes on the identity of each new victim is ben kingley in this no that's isn't that selfless that you're thinking about no no mm. no Kiefer sutherland's in this uh there's a there's a movie with Ben Kingsley where he's a serial killer and um, he is trying to make a point. Sneakers? Yeah. Um, I mean, oh, look, Gandhi. Yeah, it's Gandhi. <laughs> it's Gandhi. I, I, I totally forgot that there was that serial killer subplot. Suspect Zero. Uh, anyway, Taking Lives, I've seen it, but I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> no, me too. Yeah. Uh, there, I, I watched all those type of movies and God, I don't remember anything. That Thing You Do. That yeah. thing you do, uh, the wonders. Yeah, uh, they, they start out in Pennsylvania, small mm-hmm. Pennsylvania mm-hmm. town, um, and you know they ha- they hook into that for the first thirty minutes or so because when uh, Kevin Pollock is on stage as the Mattress King announcing the their first show, he keeps referencing all the Pennsylvania towns. We got the Pittsburghs from Pittsburgh, <laughs> um, uh, but then you know they go on the state fair tour and it ends up being an L.A. movie by the time it's done. One of my very very favorite movies, probably seen it forty fifty times. Yeah, so good. I've good seen shit. it. A lot too and uh but yeah it's it's a it's really well done i don't know is it do you run around run across a bunch of people who like this movie no the people that i seem to find who like this movie um are, are people like me that were at one point in a band that tried to make it big and either had no success or just fleeting success mm-hmm. that's who uh, the, like 
all the guys that I was in a band with in the late 90s love this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we all watched it together over and over. And then we would practice our shitty songs that got us nowhere. <laughs> Yay! Well, I've never been in a band, but I really did like this movie a lot. It, it had a horrible marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. I've talked about this before, where the, the attached trailer on Independence Day was that thing you do. And <laughs> it just doesn't... It, when you watch that trailer, just before you're about to watch sci-fi alien crap, like you, you, it doesn't make any sense. No, no. Um, the Master of Disguise—that's the Dana Carvey movie. Yeah, turtle, I never turtle. saw this. Yeah, that's basically all I remember. That's all I remember. <laughs> I, I, I never saw the movie, and I quote that regularly. Oh, really? Yeah. It's uh, you know, it reminds you of how talented Dana Carvey was and is, and mm-hmm. like how popular he was when he did Opportunity Knocks yeah. and stuff like that, and how great his impressions are and that kind of thing, and. You could tell, like, he's still hanging on to that Bush, maybe not anymore, but that Bush, the first Bush uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, impression. He's got some new ones, but they're not quite as good. But this is this is fun. It's a silly movie, but it's fun. Right? Yeah. Uh, Trapped in Paradise. We've talked about this before for, re- for whatever reason. Okay, last week, I believe, when we were talking Christmas movies, I mentioned, I think this is, I like this more than most. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, it, it came on TV. I watched it again. Mm-hmm. It's not very good. Yeah. Is it Nicolas Cage, right? Nicolas Cage. It's it's three brothers: Nicolas Cage, John Lovitz, and Dana Carvey. Oh yeah. And Dana Carvey, out of all three of those people, is the one that's playing the bumbling idiot, stupid brother. Mm-hmm. I would think Lovitz or Nicolas Cage could handle that role a lot <laughs> better. But Dana Carvey is the one who's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go into confession." Like that. All his lines are like, you know, redneck jokes, <laughs> right, basically. Right. Uh, it's not a good movie. I don't know why. I thought last week that I enjoyed it more than most, and I would steer you away from it. But it, it is ah, a movie that people bring up still a lot. It uh, does have Richard Jenkins in it mm-hmm. as the main cop who's pursuing the bank robbery suspects, and he's so fed up with being in this tiny town during a snowstorm. Ah, uh, yeah. He's really angry about mm-hmm. it. Uh, United 93 um, mm. is a, it's an excellent uh, movie. Yep. Um, very intense. Uh, Paul Greengrass at his best and everything. Obviously, you wish that the movie didn't have to exist, mm-hmm. um, but uh, it is about the uh, the flight that ended up crashing in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. This uh, is how you make a movie about sensitive uh, matter that's not Oliver Stone's World Trade Center or something like yeah. that. Well, I know? am really fucking worried about this movie called Brexit with Benedict Cumberbatch oh, yeah, in it. Yeah. yeah. Like, it seems way too fucking soon for it us is. to really know what you happened. Don't, you don't have mm-hmm. all the knowledge to make this movie. And uh, that movie's not possibly well, going to be sensitive. And right? the same goes for the last one he was in about uh, Julian Assange, Yeah, too. yeah, the Fifth Estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. another one that you, you, don't have a, you don't have all the facts in yet to make that movie. Too soon. Uh, but uh, United 93, uh, one of those, it's a recommend as far as, you know, if you can handle it type of movies. You should um, probably watch it uh, just once. Yeah, it and, is. And you'll be it's, rewarded. It's it's made almost documentary style. That's how intense that movie is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the War of the Roses, that's uh, Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner, uh, Danny DeVito. I think DeVito directed he this. He did. Uh, it's a, it's a black comedy about, a about a married couple who are doing a bunch of fucked up shit to each other. I love this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's amazing. Everybody knows somebody that's been through a bad breakup where you've seen them at, at their peak where they're so in love and they're so perfect and everything. And then they just turn to where they literally want to kill each other. Mm-hmm. And they can't be in the same room with each other. Like, they hate that person. Yeah. And this takes that to the extreme, and it's it's delightful. And you know, 
Go ahead. There's a part too where uh, Kathleen Turner uh, gives Michael Douglas something to eat, and and he starts eating it, and and she basically implies it's the family dog. Yeah. And then of course <laughs> later they find you know you yeah. find out it's not the dog. But anyway, it's one of those type of movies. <laughs> I was just gonna say I think love and hate are flip sides of the same coin. I think that's why when divorces happen, you see so much anger very often. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, the feelings don't go away and they're super powerful. But you've made a decision consciously not to be in love with this person anymore, so they turn to negative, passionate yeah. emotions. No, I agree. And and this is another movie that you just don't see very often. Like yeah. a, a black comedy yeah. about divorce. These are hard sells. <laughs> I uh, guess so, yeah. Because people, in general, people don't get black comedy because it, yeah. it, it seems too serious. It seems too... Uh, on the other side not i don't find that type of thing funny uh and so a lot of these things went out of favor after a while like around this time even though war of the roses was i think a decent hit uh they stopped making anytime they make black comedies now it's very hard sell yeah it's a very hard sell um witness uh this is peter weir uh harrison ford uh kelly mcgillis and lucas haas Lucas Haas got nominated for this. I oh, think. did he really? I think he got nominated oh. for an Oscar for this. Harrison Ford did too, right? Uh, no, he's only been nominated once. Oh, it was Witness. That was it. This was is the one? Yeah, right? it was the yeah. one. It was Witness. But uh, it's a it's a murder mystery in Amish country, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, Harrison Ford has to think. You know, has to do his investigation, which is I guess it's got. I haven't seen it in forever, but I guess it's. Uh, he runs into issues with the Amish country and asking questions and stuff like that. I don't remember all that. Remember that Seinfeld where he wanted to break up with her because of the lopper? Yeah. He waited too long arguing the lopper was outside, so they <laughs> stayed together and he yeah. ended up having to go to Pennsylvania Dutch country after all. <laughs> he got a hat and everything. Yeah, and they're sitting like... <laughs> like yeah, because she's in the store and she comes out with like, an, uh, like a pilgrim hat for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pennsylvania Dutch country. <laughs> We've been breaking up for nine hours? <laughs> um, Lucas Haas was not nominated for an Oscar, but he's the main, like sort of the main part of he's, this. Yeah, he's the witness. one who witnessed. Yes, he's the witness of the murder. Um, then there is Wonder Boys. Another right. Michael Douglas movie. Ooh, this I, one was set in uh, Carnegie Nut, was mm-hmm. it? Yeah, Carnegie, Carnegie Mellon. Carnegie Mellon, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have praised it before in previous podcasts. It's uh, it's hilarious. It's got some moments of drama, and uh, everybody shines. All the actors get to shine. Robert Downey Jr. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. He may be the best thing in the movie. The Michael Douglas carries it. Katie Holmes is great. Tobey Maguire is great. Alan Ooh. Tudyk. Two yep. actors who have had uh, love scenes before in movies, Robert Downey Jr. and Tobey Maguire with Tropic Thunder added. Oh, oh yeah. That's right. Interesting. I mm-hmm. forgot all about that. Yeah. I forgot all about that. Um, <laughs> Satan's Alley. Francis McDormand is in this. Yep. Yep. Uh, Francis every- McDormand's the girl that Michael Douglas is cheat or is she yep. cheating on his her husband with or. Yes. Yeah. He's not married in this, I don't think. Right? He's recently separated yeah, or recently yeah. divorced. Yeah, no, his wife left and went back to her parents because he and Toby go up there and Toby gets high and eats donuts and watches old movies. Mm-hmm. Actually, he's watching um, He's watching uh, Singing in the Rain. Yeah. Oh, nice. It's yeah, that that's good right. morning, good morning. <laughs> um, Wonder Boys is fantastic. High recommend there. Uh, and then Zach and Mary make a porno. This was Kevin Smith sort of trying to get into the Judd Apatow like sort of ride that Judd Apatow wave, but make it more Kevin Smith mm-hmm. with the porno stuff and everything. Uh, two friends, Seth Rogen and Elizabeth Banks, decide to make a porno to try to try to try to get money because they're not making enough. They can't even get to keep the lights on in their apartment. Yep. Um, and uh, 
And so they they hire people to be in their porno, but like at the coffee shop at night, right. like when, like totally unauthorized type of thing. The funniest part of that about this to me is Seth Rogen trying to convince Elizabeth Banks that they need to do this. And he's like, he's like, you know, like, you know, like I, um, if I found out that friends from my high school were in a porno, I would I would pay 20 bucks for that. You know? <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, they're there's uh the, all the problems of uh of men and women being in friendships and trying to mix sex and yep. even even in porno sex or whatever like uh you know the 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 pratfalls i guess of all that and everything them actually falling in love and then making it weird and mm-hmm. t- stuff like that i think that. the number one rule of porno is don't don't fall in love right yeah, yeah. it's, it's definitely be. it's yeah. definitely that, it's the disclaimer on every video that you watch this yeah. movie doesn't quite get there does it it doesn't it's got funny moments in it for the sure Justin long scene is my favorite where well, he, he shows up as the gay porn star at the reunion in the beginning okay. <laughs> his voice is like six octaves yeah, too low yeah. that's the only scene he's like in. there's a there's a, like the the part that i keep thinking of is like in the outtakes and that's not funny at all like the when he's talking in the outtakes uh just long yeah just long Oh, I haven't seen the outtakes. outtakes. Yeah, there's outtakes in the, at the end. The oh, I, I changed the channel. I uh, but I've forgotten, I've forgotten <laughs> the uh, reunion stuff. It's like, what was the name of the movie that you were in? <laughs> like, open your mouth and yeah. shove in my cock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Part three. Yeah. um but yeah it's got it's got moments in it for sure yes uh the ones that barrett hasn't seen will run down blowout uh great movie brian de palma john travolta it's a it's sort of a it's a quote-unquote de palma remake of a movie called blow up that came out in the Mm. 60s um i say de palma remake in that it's not really an official remake but it's got uh elements of the other movie in it that you know he's been inspired by it kind of like how psycho is inspired like he's inspired by psycho and uh dress to kill Mm. and stuff like that like he's not they're not real straight remakes but they obviously have the uh influence and everything but blowout uh travolta is a photographer uh who uh or he's a filmmaker i can't remember if it's camera or if it's just still pictures or if it's film but uh takes pictures of this uh car that falls off of a ravine or whatever and he keeps he gets obsessed with the the uh whether it's a murder or not and Mm. all this other type of stuff and um it's really good i I, i'm not doing it service but it's uh it's really really well done (laughs) um boys on the side i believe that's a drew barrymore yep. movie uh was it mary, mary louise parker's in mm-hmm. this i think oh no wait that was riding in cars with boys <laughs> boys on the side you're right that was Whoopi, right yes yeah Whoopi and drew and mary mary louise parker louise yeah uh i don't remember anything about it was it any good non-lesbian girls trip boy boys are bad okay <laughs> um chris o'donnell's in that somebody hunky's oh, in there at the yeah. end <laughs> Don't look um, it up. It's not worth it. Let's uh, move on. Chuck, 2016 sports movie, in- dude inspired Rocky. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is this is crazy. It's um, it's uh, Leif Schreiber. So Leif Schreiber uh, is playing this guy uh, Chuck. Oh, I watched part of this. Chuck Webner, okay. um, who uh, fought Muhammad Ali, and he was like the small town boy and like the the local champion and everything. And I think got his ass kicked by Ali, but he inspired uh the the rocky thing like th- mm-hmm. this is what inspired stallone to do sure. rocky and it's got uh leave schreiber it's got naomi watts elizabeth moss michael rapaport like it's it's got some good people wow in it. 
concussion. Uh, Will Smith concussions are bad movie NFL. Yep. 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 Um, Brooks. Yeah. Uh, I heard mixed things about this movie uh, that it doesn't go far enough. Maybe. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, well, the movie's not anywhere near as good as Albert Brooks and Will Smith are. Uh, I don't think it's worth watching, but I enjoyed it enough. Uh, Creep Show. We briefly touched on that. It's a Romero movie. Uh, this is the uh, anthology uh, film. Uh, I think it. Stephen King wrote the screenplay, but I don't think it's based on a book. No, King King wrote this as an original screenplay, and he's actually in it. He's the mm. farmer who who finds the meteor shit. Oh, nice. Um, and he has his own little segment in it, but it's a it's an anthology film, and it's yes, he was definitely going doing that at the time. Uh, the Crossing, uh, 2000 Jeff Daniels movie, do uh, Washington Crossing the Delaware. Yep. Uh, oh, he plays George Washington. Okay, and right. he crosses the Delaware. Sweet. And it took two hours. <laughs> it did. <laughs> no, they had to have like an hour and a half of discussion before he crossed the Delaware. Uh, the English Teacher, Julianne Moore, Greg Kinnear. I have not seen this. It's like the English Patient, only with no adultery. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no, I've never seen it. Eye of the Beholder, Ewan McGregor, Ashley Judd movie. I have seen this, but I don't remember a thing about it. It's like a stalker movie, isn't it? I remember this coming out. Yeah, I think it was a stalker movie. It's probably also like an eye transplant movie. Uh, you have a serial killer's eye. This uh, is one of those. This is one of those. I think this was the sort of the end of the Ashley Judd era there was Eye of the Beholder. Because I don't. after that, she might have been in like High Crimes or something like that. And it was there not, were eyes, there were beholders. Yes, <laughs> they, this came out the same year as Double Jeopardy, I think. Um, I had a beholder. Uh, then there's Fences, Denzel Washington, Viola Davis. Really good movie. Really good. Uh, uh, I mean, it's 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 more of a play than it's a movie, but it's uh, this is just a performance film. Um, really, really good performances. If you want to see Denzel at his best, and Viola Davis, who will make you cry. That she's so good. I really want to see this. She won the Oscar for this. Uh, Final Destination three. <laughs> Holy shit! Jesus. Final this Destination is the one three. With, uh, Mary, Mary Elizabeth, Elizabeth Winstead is in this yeah. one. This is the the amusement park one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the same shit in all the other yeah. Final Destinations, except it's an amusement park happens. The Florentine. Don't know anything about this. Yeah, it's an ensemble movie that actually looks uh, pretty good. It's got Jeremy Davies, Virginia Madsen, Mary Stuart Masterson. Michael Madsen, everybody that has Mad, yeah, Mads Mickelson, Foxcatcher, the Steve Carell, uh, Channing Tatum uh, movie uh, where he's uh, he's trying to coach the uh, U.S. Olympic wrestling team or whatever, and there's a murder that happens. Is it good? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I, I mean, it. Like yeah, it? I, I think it's good. Um, uh what is it about it that i don't like i can't remember what it was is but the makeup well that is kind the of distracting is really distracting mm. that is kind of distracting but steve carell's really good in it yeah uh yeah it's a decent movie yeah. uh god's pocket this john was, slattery directed it this has to be i believe the last philip seymour hoffman movie if it wasn't the hunger games one mm -hmm. um like right before he died mm -hmm. um and it has a bunch of madmen i think it's got um uh christina Hendricks in it oh okay um, and got pretty good reviews. Um, I'd like to watch it. I hope he wasn't Philip Seymour Hoffman. I hope he wasn't like on the the sauce when it was, yeah. he was filming. I got this, but... one hand in God's pocket. That's, that's yeah. the theme. 
Alone uh, is giving him a peace sign. Yes. Uh, grudge Match, which was a movie that came out recently. Stallone, De Niro, old men boxing movie. I yeah, never saw it. No. I don't think anybody saw this movie, right? Nope. No. I don't even, I don't even remember Stallone it. Stallone and De Niro saw it. It, yeah, it came out and then phew, like for sure they would have they would they didn't really play up the Rocky versus uh, uh, Raging Bull I aspect know. of this, you know. Uh, but yeah, not that it really had much of a chance anyway. I don't think. Um, then there is Lorenzo's Oil. I think that was Nick Nolte. Yeah, it's where he had to like uh, save his kid, like get a get a thing. But it wasn't Desperate Measures where he had to break out Michael Keaton and get his organs. Oh. Right. All right, it's yeah, L- it's Lorenzo's oil. It's uh, his. It's uh, it was an Oscar bait movie back it in was? the day. I can't remember what all it got nominated for, but uh, uh, the Lovely Bones, which was is just God, it's just fuck. awful. The what? book, the book is good. I was gonna say, mate, write the book if you want. There's no, there's absolutely no reason to make a movie mm. out of this. Well, the thing is about the book is, and this is why it was considered sort of an unfilmable thing, was that it's from the dead girl's perspective yeah. all the way through. So to make a movie. You either have to do narration all the way through or and just this nothing about this is right. Peter Jackson Uh-oh. directing this doesn't seem right and the just the execution of this movie is not Not good, huh? And when yeah. they come and tell Marky Mark that his daughter's dead and yeah. he's like, No Right <laughs> yeah. No Yeah, yeah. He Watch No Oh my God. <laughs> um Lucky Numbers <laughs> God I, I know I saw this. John Travolta, Lisa Kudrow, it's some lottery uh, movie. I remember this coming out. I never saw it. I saw it. It but... looks so much like Smoking Aces to me, I just skipped it. <laughs> this is about like an actual thing, though. I don't like a Pennsylvania lottery uh, scandal scam scam. Ab yeah. scam, Jerry. Oh, wait, did you say Lucky Numbers? Lucky yes. Numbers. I thought you said Lucky Number Slevin. No, no that, that was yeah, that one reminded movie. me of Smoking well, Aces. Yes. Well, Lucky Number Slevin's good. Well, I haven't seen it. Yeah, you should see it. Lucky Numbers, I have seen. Ah. It's it's uh, the gal from Friends, Lisa Kudrow, yeah, yeah. and John Travolta, and it's it's perfectly watchable. Not very good. Okay, but yeah, it is based on a true story. He like owns like a boat and ski ski do shop or something and has some kind of scam going there that falls through and needs money in a hurry so he decides to rig the lottery hmm. he's like the weatherman i think ah. uh marnie is a hitchcock movie i have never seen it's got uh tippy hedron and uh, sean connery and yeah man gotta watch this yeah and and it's it's very possible it's one of those forgettable hitchcocks that i watched and i just don't remember yeah. much about it but uh it did came it came out on towards the end of his being great I think it was like 64 uh like he may have just come out with the birds and then and then this came out or something like that but uh me and earl and the dying girl um i never saw this movie i've never read the book yeah i don't know and it was a it was a, a thing a minor thing when it came yeah, out yeah but... olivia cook's in it i mm-hmm. know uh and i know that when uh, jeremy was doing his signing for the ables the guy who wrote the book was to our left um oh. but jesse andrews jesse andrews oh, cool. he had a huge line uh, oh. guy, uh, and that was probably the most heavily marketed book in that whole con that we like we walked in and there was like a three-story banner for me earl and really? pearl or whatever the fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you haven't seen it no no uh we talked about the next three days which actually uh was uh guess what was that uh in pennsylvania in, uh, oh, in Pittsburgh. Jesus. well there's nothing pennsylvania about it from my memory maybe the tennis ball unlocking a car trick is unique to pennsylvania <laughs> but uh jeremy talked about that a couple of uh podcasts ago 
out of the furnace i've still never seen this christian bale woody uh, harrelson craig casey affleck i've seen it it's forgettable is it really it's, it's got so many good people yeah but so does father's day yeah That's yeah mean, it's it if when i watched it it felt like a straight to video mm. i don't know if it did but it felt like one of those that they got done and were like this cannot be theatrical release it's terrible <laughs> throw it out on tbs or some shit yeah uh the philadelphia story classic movie i've seen it um this is a movie i didn't like too much really yeah Catherine hepburn jimmy stewart Cary grant seems like a slam dunk yep. and it probably is but when i watched it i was like what's the big fucking deal about this movie mm-hmm. it's a big fucking deal though right like it, it is it's one of the all-time right? uh classic movies yeah. but when i watched it i didn't feel the same magic as all the critics apparently have uh so I'm ashamed to uh, to say that that movie didn't connect. I'm sure it's somebody's, a bunch of people's out there, favorite movie, and I'm shitting all over it, but I didn't like it. Mm. Uh, Prisoners, Denny Villeneuve movie, really good. Really, really good. good movie. You seen this? Yes. God damn it, I gotta see this. It's good. I need to do what you did and just do a Denis Villeneuve fest mm-hmm. because yeah. he's killing me. He's killing me with everything, man. Did yeah. he release, uh, he did Blade Runner 2049. Was that last year or this year? That was last, last year. year. Last year. <clears throat> and whatever else he's doing, I'm Dune. I'm on board, man. He's doing Dune. Is he actually going to do Dune? He's actively doing Dune. Oh, God damn. It's going to be good. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. But yeah, Prisoners is good. It's a really, uh, really, I mean, compared to like Arrival and Blade Runner and everything, it's a really small movie. Sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, but very well done. Love it. Uh, then there's rock star Mark Wahlberg keeps showing up, man. <laughs> and he's not even from Philadelphia. Yeah, he's no, from Boston. He's from Boston. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, he's a rock star, and he's 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 got going out with Jennifer Aniston. This and- is loosely based on what happened with Judas Priest, where oh yeah, their lead singer left, and a fan was so good at sounding like the lead singer, they hired him to tour with them and become their new lead singer. And that was much like in and out took Tom Hanks' Oscar speech and turned it into a movie. Somebody took that nugget of an idea and fictionalized it in this movie. Um, Interesting. But it is about as PG as a behind-the-scenes of a rock tour in the 80s could be. <laughs> yeah. like it is, it's so inoffensive, it's offensive. Right. Oh, dear God. Like, there should be more fucking coke being snorted and fucking going on behind stage and it's it's not it's yeah. nothing it's like it's like a tv movie version of what a rock tour would yeah isn't like this like maybe a disney movie even i don't know i can't even remember like how how they yeah it was yeah it's exactly what it Jeremy does says. open on that scene with him and jennifer aniston singing in the church choir and they're singing hallelujah and then mark Wahlberg goes hallelujah <laughs> just like the heavy metal hallelujah uh then there's a movie called safe this there's a there's a more famous safe that has julianne moore in it but this is the jason statham mm-hmm. um uh, i've never seen this either um screwed which has uh danny devito and um uh this is the one got that, a bunch of comedians this is this. the one that that part where the lady's like who cares <laughs> um but i i don't remember too much about screwed um it came there was like two danny devito movies that came out uh, in the same year 2000 screwed and some other one they were almost similar and i get Is them all dirty work he's not in dirty work no um but this one has norm mcdonald and dave Chappelle. And yeah um sarah silverman sherman hemsley yep uh, lane stretches in this <laughs> Elaine Stretch is the one who does the who cares. Um, but it was in, uh, what was the other one in 2000? Drowning Mona. 
<laughs> was the other uh, one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I don't remember Screwed being very good. Uh, smart People? I don't know anything about that one. Got me. I don't even, yeah, I don't want to even associate with smart people. <laughs> uh, striking distance. Holy crap. Wow. Bruce Willis. Uh, was it? Uh, this is Boat Cops. He's a, he's a boat cop. Nice. There's even a chase scene where he is in a boat chasing a car that's on the road. Oh, okay. I've seen this movie more than because I would it, to admit. Because it happens in Pittsburgh, right? I guess that's probably... <laughs> They have enough water there they to get, have both uh, rivers. They get three rivers. But I do, I do believe it's one of those things like the wire where, and with McNulty, where he's been busted down to boat cop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's literally all I remember. <laughs> that and it was terrible. I would never, I would never encourage you to watch it. Striking. Up close and personal. Robert Redford, Michelle Pfeiffer. Ditto. Don't ever watch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This was this came out I think in ninety eight or no, was it ninety six? Can't remember which one it was, but. It had a Celine Dion song in it. Uh huh. Um, which one was it? Up close and personal. <laughs> it was. Uh, <laughs> I think it was the. Um, nothing's gonna stop us now. <laughs> yeah, nothing's gonna stop us now. Because you love. Because me. you love me. That one. Yeah. Because you love me. And then Warrior. I don't have any descriptors on that. Uh, that's, oh, that's the Tom Hardy. Uh, Nick Nolte. Okay. Joel Edgerton. Movie. I have seen Fantastic. this. Fantastic. It is a you great like movie. I loved it. I loved it. It's uh, <laughs> I just made fun of a movie for being inoffensive, but this is a this is a family film somehow. Really, about bitter brothers of a drunk father doing MMA in a tournament where they end up fighting each other. Ah, um, and there's some subplots here and there, uh, but the best scene uh, in my book is there's a scene about two thirds of the way through because for a while Tom Hardy's character is using a different name. And so even though he knows, the world doesn't know that Joel Edgerton's his brother. Um, but as the tournament progresses, they have this scene out on the sand. I guess it's taking place, it says Pennsylvania, but mm-hmm. it, they're on some kind of beach, hmm. like Atlantic City for this tournament or something, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they basically, they just have it out. The two brothers who haven't seen each other in years, who both grew up with this terrible Nick Nolte dad and have these complete opposite perspectives on life and how to go about work. Um, and they're they're both kind of right and they're both kind of wrong. God, I, I really like this yeah. movie. Nolte was nominated for an Oscar for this movie. And that's okay. He doesn't have much to do. Uh, it's the other two that God, really God, I don't even it. remember that. Um, yeah, this, this movie's really good. I remember that. 8.2 on IMDb. Wow. So, wow, I didn't realize so everybody, everybody else in the world it. thinks it's good, too. It went completely unwatched oh, when yeah. it came out. Yeah, yeah the, the whole thing takes place in Pittsburgh, except for Atlantic City, which okay. I guess is where All right. the boardwalk area yeah. is there. Uh, um, but Warrior is a huge recommend. Yeah, me too. Um, and then finally, yes, The Office and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia are big TV shows. That uh, One's in Scranton, one's in Philly. You can't stop watching The Office anytime it's on. Yeah. And it's got those weird blocks where it's like in between commercials if you are flipping around. There's like one it's, channel it's on that, like a, that has it syncopated. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and then I'll start on, on on the office, and I'll be like, "Well, I want to see how that reconciles." Mm-hmm. So I'll end up watching like two hours of it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, both of those shows are are funny. Um, it, it's <laughs> yes. uh, it's always always sunny in Philadelphia. Can kind of get tiring after a while if you watch like a bunch in a row, but it's still funny. Mm-hmm. But that'll do it for this week. Uh, keep going to uh, Sincast presented by CinemaSins on Facebook, our CinemaSins Twitter reddit uh soundcloud we got a lot of places to come and comment on this very episode mm-hmm. we also have a patreon that's right 
Hey, sign up for the Patreon. It's after the holidays, right? Like you, you want to start anew. You want to be a, a member of something. You want to be a part of something. Join Team CinemaSins. New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. Become a Patreon member. Mm-hmm. Get all of our content early before the masses. Dude, that's that's no joke. That's probably the biggest perk, I would think, is that at least 12 hours, sometimes as much as 24 hours ahead of public release, podcasts, videos on all our channels, you get it all. You also get a monthly Hangout video that's just us and Patreon members, and you also get a close-to-monthly piece of podcast content that only you Patreon members uh, get. We're going to do another one of those next week. Um but uh, we thank you all who have joined so far, and mm-hmm. uh, thanks for helping us make kick-ass content. Yeah, that's right, baby. Yep, that'll do it for this week. It's Chris Atkins and Jeremy Scott and Barrett Sherrill. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com. derail us immediately with you said pork mm-hmm. sandwich and have either one of you guys ever had a a fried breaded pork tenderloin sandwich yeah it's an indiana staple i was gonna mm-hmm. say okay so here's the deal i'm at this restaurant the other day with my wife it's called culver's oh yeah apparently they come from wisconsin or are based in wisconsin i don't know this i see pork tenderloin sandwich on the menu and i realize i used to eat that shit every week in yeah. the cafeteria Big at school thing, right? yeah yeah it's like twice the size of the bun very little flavor. You throw some ketchup and mustard on there. Boom. And I was like, wow, when was the last time I had one of those? I can't fathom. So I ordered one. I ate it. And I have one of these ratatouille moments where it like <laughs> takes me back. And I'm starting to go, why have I not seen these? So then we go to Kroger afterwards. And I'm looking left and right. I'm looking in the frozen section. I'm looking in the meat department. They don't carry any frozen breaded pork tenderloins. Mm-hmm. I go across the street to goddamn Publix. Now I'm obsessed. I look everywhere. They don't have them. Nope. I go to Google breaded pork tenderloins nashville tennessee they showed me culvers on the map <laughs> and i'm like what's going on finally i do a deep dive and it is an indiana thing yeah apparently indiana and iowa are the two places you find the most and because of that it has bled into central illinois as well um and it's kind of a upper midwest thing but i didn't know this in <laughs> indiana growing up so I, from age six to time i went to college i lived in indiana it just it was i'd have chicken patty one day Pork tenderloin the next day. You guys down in Tennessee would have chicken patty one day and something else. You weren't having mm-hmm. pork tenderloin. Mm-hmm. It was a highly, highly localized. And for those of you who don't know, it's very similar to Wiener Schnitzel. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, it's it's <clears throat> literally like a centimeter of meat. It's pounded out. So yeah. and then it's just breaded and fried. Yeah, you're right. There's no taste to it, but it's got a distinct thing to it's it. A, mm. It's an experiential yeah. kind. Of, anyway, I have. I'm 43 years old, and I just learned that this thing that I used to eat that I forgot that I hadn't had recently that I had again was a highly localized Indiana thing. And now I'm obsessed. I've been to Culver's like twice since then because it's the only place around here I can get it. Uh, You get cheese curds there too, man. What? You get cheese curds there. Oh man, everything there is good. Butter burgers. The fish is awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, sorry for the derailment. (laughs) Pennsylvania. I've heard of this place uh, or those sandwiches until now, and now all of a sudden I can think of nothing else. (laughs) There you go. Um, you know what movie I saw last night again? Ooh, what? Uh, My cousin Vinny. Oh. This is this is an adorable movie. Okay. They don't make movies like that anymore, man. Just full on hard R cursing 
fucking you know go for it performances mm-hmm. that kind of thing with strong character actors uh, i i like those kinds of movies i think that's why i like to analyze that so much is that that it didn't pussyfoot around and also a uh, whole nine yards mm. it didn't pussyfoot around mm-hmm. like all the language and stuff like that like it makes it funnier for uh for joe pesci and marissa tomei to have these just ridiculously foul mouths mm-hmm. and especially juxtaposed onto the the alabama people I, it's a fun movie it's a good i haven't movie. seen it in ages I'm, i remember liking it that's really all i have to say about it it's really good now it is really creepy i don't even know how old pesci was in 1992 but he is so much older than marissa tomei yeah it's fucked up yeah uh especially because there's times where like they get snuggly and kiss and shit like that and you got to think marissa tomei is like yeah making an oscar for this making an oscar for this just i do know if not for this movie we probably don't ever get legally blonde that's true so true <laughs> That both those movies end the exact same way. Well, all court move, comedies like this are in the but same way. But I mean, way. It's, it, both those movies end with, she hasn't really, it's not really so much that she's learned about court, she just happens to have expertise about this one minute subject that they're discussing in court. No, 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 no. He he has put to, the, the brilliance about Vinny is that. <laughs> I'm not trying to attack my cousin Vinny. No, the brilliance about, no, it's two different things because she does have an aha realization moment in uh in l woods in uh, legally blonde but with and Vinny does have an aha moment too but he has built himself as a character and actually has learned from the law and actually built a case and the funny thing is he has to circumvent that case or he has to to uh subvert it with that final evidence he's like well the whole time i've been saying it's the exact same car and it's all this and all that is that right and she's like no you're wrong and he's well. That proves my point in a different way, and it's a really well done. It's it's basically like a play, and you know how I feel about stuff All like right. that. It's good. You good should enough. watch it again. All right. Well, you should. Joe Pesci is forty nine in that movie, and Marissa Tomei is twenty eight. Twenty one years. Mm. Did you all see that "What Men Want" trailer in front of your bumblebee? <laughs> yeah. God damn! <laughs> like whatever hope I had that that movie was going to say something really smart and culturally <laughs> relevant just went out the window. At least there's no Mel. That we know of. That we know of. Mm-hmm. God, that would suck. <clears throat> no, that looks horrible. We got some bad trailers, except yeah. for How to Train Your Dragon, which I'll probably see. You know, but even that, I feel like they kind of just they waited a little too long, mm-hmm. and now I don't, I don't, I would have cared five years ago. I like How to Train Your Dragon. Mm-hmm. That whole series is fun, but even that trailer, I was like, ah, kind of feel like I know what's going to happen. Yep, they're going to find the place, the hidden place, <laughs> <laughs> the hidden place, the hidden kingdom. I mean, once you introduce a hidden place, a hidden world, it's like yeah. it's like dry land. Well, Chekhov's land. you mention it you gotta show it to me it's not a myth i've seen it while we're on that subject uh with the uh pending sins video for next week lily james sure is excellent to look at yeah she is that was the saving grace of having to watch and send that movie Mm -hmm. telling you guys i i I bring her up all the time i'm glad you guys finally caught up (laughs) it took that that movie i'm used to seeing her in all these cinderella dresses yeah yeah, she's a she's a free spirit in that movie. Yeah, she's well. You she's, can tell it was shot by a, a man uh, versus the other one that was shot by a woman. There's because also, there's a lot of ass in there. Oh god, that movie. And it, and and all that stuff is like basting in there, and it's just like, you know, aiming at the wall or something <laughs> like that. Basting. <laughs> I, I'm just she's she's letting these dudes just like fucking pour 
jizz into her. Oh and it's like God. fucking. I know people pulled out before the fucking seventies. Yeah, it's true. It's very <laughs> true. Pepper the fucking yeah. bedspread with that shit. Exactly. <laughs> The uh, movie she did with Jai Courtney is called The Exception, by the way. Oh. So. It's a sequel to The Rule. Yes, it is. 